glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through light and rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. That was the seventh time I got crabs. <laughs> <laughs> After a month of No Put Me in Coach podcast, we are finally... Oh, it's been over a month, actually. I think it has been. It has been over a month. Because today is July 30th, tonight, Tuesday night, from Tom Natale's basement, our Put Me in Coach studios. And I think the last time we did an episode was like June 16th. Holy shit. Yeah, it's been a long time. So a month plus of No PMIC, but we're back. Yep. We're back and uh, a lot to talk about in the... One of the more exciting times of the sports year because football is back as well. And uh, the Major League Baseball trading deadline is just a mere, what, 20 hours away, if that. Um, so an exciting time. Hello, everyone. Bobby Blanco, Tom Natale, Ian Foster, and Greg Porter. We are your foursome um, for the Put Me In Coach podcast, finally back on the airwaves. Um, at Put Me In Coach podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you can find social media stuff, and then SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. For your listening pleasure, give us a follow, subscribe, and spread the word. We'll have to talk to you about. Uh, we have some bets going all along significant others of those in the room. How, how long this episode is going to go. <laughs> they're all taking the over. I think they're going to be right. <laughs> but damn it, we'll do our best to move the show along. Um, and not yeah. get lost in the mic. Uh, we'll see. Porter doesn't have to go to Baltimore anymore, so <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking the over. <laughs> and you guys are, literally, there is a bottle of rum sitting in between you. Yep. So yeah, Tom's like, bottle of rum. Nope. Nope. An Italian. Nope. This was, this was an Italian brought rum. for me on my birthday, <gasps> and I re-gifted. Oh. Because we were running late coming to his birthday party, and ah. I didn't want to go to the store. So I was like, what'd you look at? I'm a guy. That's whiskey? <laughs> Looks like Tom's no, getting some not. rum. Fun it's fact. not. It's Fun rum. fact, it is not. It is Puerto Rican rum. Silly, Bob. Which both Ian and I went to over the past month. And it was fantastic. And that's a rosé truly. Um, <laughs> it was truly spectacular. Puerto Rico. <laughs> Oh my God, can we please be sponsored by Rosé? <laughs> <laughs> These are damn good. They are damn good. They're delicious. They taste like candy. It'll, cha- it'll change your life. It'll change your life. So uh, anyways, a little bit of a, a soft opening is, uh, you know, we are on Twitter mostly for sports, yes. right? Mm-hmm. It's the most up to date. At Bobby underscore Blanco, at Tom underscore Natale, at Ian underscore Foster 21, at good Gregory good. Porter. You can't do those headphones. <laughs> so <laughs> there's just so much echo. I can't. So anyways, um, Ian, I'm going to let you take the wheel. But have him back. He, yeah. you had your, I want to say your first holy shit moment in your your Twitter, Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's got to be one of them, except like what Junior Gallet or something like that. But yeah. Junior Gallet is far cry away from what what happened. Luke fucking Skywalker liked my tweet, and it was just like I was at work, and I like I opened my phone because all I did was retweet his tweet of. His and Harrison Ford's first ever reading together, which was so awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Like they had no idea what was what the movie was about. George Lucas even said, "Don't worry about it. We'll get to that later. Just read this," and it, it was awesome. So I just wrote, like, and I was pooping. So I was just like, "Sweet." I wish I wrote so much more. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was so mad. I was like, 
Oh, you said it was. I said liked by Mark Hamill. No, check the blue check. I was like, that's Mark Hamill. Oh, I checked like fucking four times. Like, dude, I I would have enhance, enhance, enhance. Luke Luke fucking Skywalker. I'm sitting there. I'm at work and I was giddy as fuck. Yeah, as you should have. I was like, I was like, look at this, look at this. I was like, do you see that? That's. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like texted Hope. I was like, guess, guess, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Winning off the field. <laughs> did you tell your brother? I did. And he Virginia's doing great. He just he just said, What was it? What was your tweet? And then he never responded again. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, he's probably he's probably had full conversations with Mark Hamill. <laughs> How's the weather? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I saw I was with you in person when you I because <laughs> you just screenshotted it to us and you're like, oh my god. Because it was like the the rag thing when I got the update on my phone about Anthony Joshua going down in the seventh. Sure. Where like I look at it and then I like just put it back in my pocket, and then it starts to register. And I like took my phone out and goes, like, "That's that says Mark Hamill. That says Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't say that doesn't say put me in coach or Bobby Blanco. <laughs> the the four the four people that usually like our shit. It's all just like um, we could have done this in the pot. We could have done this in the I'm group chat, guys. <laughs> I am trying to promote your account. No, I love it. I love it. It's every time I send a tweet, it's just like, as long as it doesn't have to do with like politics or anything, then it's just immediately liked by Bobby Blanco. I have it set up so I get notifications every single one when every single one of you tweet. Even Greg. Even Greg. You guys, there's a list. A PMIC. Every once in a while, there's a list of the four of us. Got a little gem for the internet. When do you do Sometimes that? I include Umo. Uh, <laughs> the the Dominican quote or the Dominican tweet that I did the mm, last time. Mm. But usually, yeah, usually your tweets aren't really sports related, and they're like politically related. So I yeah. won't broadcast that because I know you. Yeah, yeah, I should not. probably stop doing that. I'm not fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so good soft open there. Twitter is cool. Twitter is fun. It was not soft though. It was. Oh boy! <laughs> All right. Dick. <laughs> so back to football. Yeah, back to football. Speaking of hard, um, yeah, football's back. We are underway. About a week into training camp. Yeah, Redskins, Redskins down in Virginia. Obviously, there are yes. so many storylines. You know, well across the NFL as always, but also just with this team in particular. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad we're doing a, at least an episode of the start of camp because we usually do right beforehand. Mm-hmm. Also, to be fair, let me point out, to be fair, this is not the, the, the month plus <laughs> hiatus was not entirely my fault. No. Tom traveled. You all traveled. All three of you traveled. So, Correct. So it's, yeah, we could have done it last week. Yeah, we're living our best lives. I had to work out, I think, last week. Oh, true. So, uh, no. but like, so I'm in the clear. You were all <laughs> in Puerto Rico, no, no Mexico, one, no one said this banks. Was, no one said this was your fault. Yeah, okay. Just make sure did. that's clarified. It usually is. I did. But it was not entirely <laughs> my fault for this long. <laughs> This long of a highest. Okay, back to football. Um, I guess obviously the first and foremost thing we got to talk about is the Trent Williams saga. Yes, um, was kind of anticipated, but obviously now is official. He has not reported to camp yet. This is this was we're just a Tuesday night, so today was day six, I believe, that mm-hmm. he has not reported. Yep, um, losing checks by the second. Yep, and the Redskins have made. Put in some contingency plans. Um, they filled have the, filled the role a little bit. Wrote it down how here. do we see this whole thing? How do we get to this point, and how do we see this playing out? It's so. I, I think we said this last time. Is I thought the Redskins did a really good job in uh, this spring's draft, free agency. They landed the top defensive player available. I mean, by all objective standards, the Redskins did an amazing job in this off season. 
And Trent Williams, our most our longest tenured player, our team captain, and arguably our best player, second most important player next to the quarterback. That is, I didn't expect this from him, but um, we really st- we still don't know what the issues is issue is, um, whether it is a financial discrepancy or it is a um, neg- negligent medical issue, something like that. We we still don't know to this day, but it's just so Redskins. For yeah. like just every step forward that we take, then we take a giant step backwards. Right. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, they always say it's next man up, it's a plug and play. I mean, injuries are a part of the, you know, part of the day to day operation in, in today's NFL. Uh, there is not a contingency place in plan that holds any water without Trent Williams. Right. Our season will, is dictated on a lot of things happening, and he is really up there in terms of importance. Yeah. Um, and what he does on the field, of course, in protecting the you know, our, our quarterback, our future quarterback and Dwayne Haskins, and as well as what he provides in the locker room. Um, not Him not being here is... I, I can't state how important it is. Yeah. And um, if he is not in uniform this season... It really, in my opinion, drastically changes of you know the season outlook. So obviously, with camp starting underway and Jay Gruden meeting with the media every day, and players starting to talk more every day, um, with reporters down in Richmond. Oh, by the way, where the hell's Bruce Allen? Where's Doug Williams? How come they're not talking? Mm-hmm. Because it's negative. Quick rundown of the timeline here. Let's just start with Sunday, just to cut it kind of short. Jason Lockenfora reports that you know, kind of confirming his sucks. report from over the He's summer. So bad. That Trent Williams does not trust Bruce Allen and the medical staff and does not intend to play for the Redskins again. Later that same day, Morgan Moses wears a Trent Williams jersey during his press conference. That was awesome. And and like kind of acted like he, as he was Trent and, and made a joke of it, which to me, you know, if I'm assuming Trent Williams and Morgan Moses are very close, the two mm-hmm. tackles. Um, and so, but to me, if Trent Williams is one of his good friends on the team, is able to make light of the situation, that probably means it's. It, Made me feel a little I, bit more. It made optimistic. me feel a lot better. Like, okay, this probably will be resolved relatively soon. Um, and then also later that day, um, the head of the Redskins communications guy, Tony Wiley, says that that report, the Lock and Four report on Trey Williams, was one hundred percent false. Um, but then yet, he's there's kind of here. some also. There's, he's still not here, and there's also some other writing on the wall, <laughs> being that you know. The Redskins last weekend, last week they signed Corey Robinson. Yep. Reported today at Tuesday that uh, three-time Pro Bowler, former Raider Donald Penn is going to sign. Is it William Penn or Donald? Penn? It's Donald Penn. Donald, Donald Penn. Penn. Yeah, Donald Penn signing. Dumb name. Signing Wednesday. <laughs> Penn. A one-year contract. Nope, still dumb. And then they also have Jerron Christian. Yes. Um, as so, those are their four guys. Eric and Flowers. Eric Flowers. So those are four guys right there that. The Redskins have in place now. The Donald Penn one, I think, is the most like. And I was listening to the podcast of of Grant and Danny and um, Ian Rappaport talking today, being like, Donald Penn is the one. Like, hey, this all right now we have a guy who's going to start for us who can start this year at, at your position. So, balls in your court, Trent. Like, you, now it's time for you to either make a move. Like, you're either with us or you're not. Yeah. Y- yes, he does, and the. The fact that what's it's annoying to me is we, we still don't know what the issue is. Um, in my opinion, I think the longer this continues to go, I, I don't think this is a financial yeah. problem. I think this is something that someone in that organization did him wrong. 
and he wants nothing to do with it with us again. And you know, frankly, I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, he's a ten year vet. He's a Pro Bowl elite talent. I would want to play for a team that's in contention too. I think if it was financial, it would have come out already. Yeah, if it's I something so personal, too. anyone who's close to it would know better not to fucking say anything. But that's like, so what I'm saying. Like, why then? How come some of his teammates are kind of making light of the situation if it was something really personal and something that he wouldn't want to like have them? Yeah. Like, why? I mean, I Morgan know. Moses wearing his maybe, jersey and like joking maybe, around. Uh, it's like that's like maybe rever- overstepped his boundaries. What's, what's the word? Uh, not reverse psychology, but you know what I mean. Like trying to. Sw- I don't know. I, I have no. I have no answer for that. But I just. It, I feel like if I feel like if it were money, we would have heard about it. Yeah. Like yeah. it, it would have come out a lot quicker. Yeah. And in addition to that, because we're just and we probably in general, figure like yeah. we're this far apart. Yeah. In in addition to that, we're already a, our organization is greeted with just humor, right. not good. Right. So I mean, it's not like we've earned the benefit of the doubt of like, oh, I I bet Trent's in the wrong here. Yeah. I, I'm sure the Redskins have, you know, done everything by the book. Uh, yeah. I, I highly doubt that. Ian, what are your thoughts? It's really kind of wait and see for me. Because I don't trust JLC, Locking for I, I don't trust him at all. Nope. I'm more on the school of thought of I'm going with Morgan Moses. I'm seeing, and he says he thinks Trent will come back. And what is he misses? What damn near a million dollars if he misses each game? Yeah, he's missing like right now. It's it's for him. It's nothing. No. But, but once that, it comes to the game, once it comes to the regular season. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, the Donald Penn thing is, like, mm-hmm. we have someone who's going to take your spot on game day. If Correct. Not, is, sure. They didn't have that leverage beforehand. Because, like, yeah. he's probably sitting back looking at, okay, you're going to start Jerron Christian or Eric Flowers. Yeah. Let me go ahead. This yeah. guy was a pro bowler two years ago. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're looking at the he's four, the, the four plans. He's old. I mean, Eric Flowers. Eric, Eric Hurt. Eric Flowers is a is horrible, horrible, horrible yeah. tackle, but more than serviceable. He's a big man. We'll, so they we'll were see. saying with Donald Penn and he's Eric moving Flowers. back to he's moving back to guard. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, and Jerron Christian uh, was showed flashes. Hopefully, um, yeah. not last year, <laughs> but uh, if he can develop into something at the same time, I'm not comfortable with either of those players as our starting left tackle come week one. Uh, Corey Robinson was a more of a swing tackle in Jacksonville, I believe it was last year. Uh, yeah, it's it's Donald Penn that at least on paper appears to really will be given the first shot to to start, as he should. Um, at the same time, none of these are solutions that I'm comfortable with, especially with, you know, a pending uh, rookie. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's why, that's why, like, the, 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 the whoa, the Donald Penn, the, 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 the Donald Penn thing right now is, like, now the ball's back in trends court, because, again, we have mm-hmm. someone who can start over you. I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Ian, though, with, we need to wait and see. Like we're the more information will come out eventually. We don't have it right now. We're still waiting for all that to come mm-hmm. out. So if this is over money, I mean, I think this Donald Penn signing will make him come back sooner rather than later. Because if he just wants to get paid, it's like all right. Well, then I'm losing on these game checks. See, and that's where again, if it's financial, I, I just I don't believe that because I feel like the Redskins would have ponied up. Right. Well, even, which is also why you think like, why did they cut Mason Foster? Say four million in cap space. Yep. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's just okay. This is for Trent. Yeah, because it made no sense to just do it the day before camp starts. Yeah, that's number two. Yeah, yeah, which actually was leading me up to the second point that really came the day before training camp. Ian's cousin Mason Foster is cut. Um, Yo, I went from having two Fosters on the team. Yeah, 
To zero. To zero, Th- Thanks for the jersey, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. Wow. Oh, good. It yeah. all comes back to time. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm still going to rock that all the time, don't worry. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so Mason Foster was had really had an interesting year last year. Uh, he started all 16 games, so voted team captain, mm-hmm. led the team in tackles, also had to delete his Twitter, I believe, a couple times in which he got into it with... Pissed the, off the entire fan base. Pissed off yep. the entire fan base. Not and, me. No, not me either. Not me like either. I, I, I think it's ridiculous how much vitriol was headed towards him for him playing out of position when he, out of necessity, because Zach Brown couldn't do it. Correct. Right? Um, Let him spin. I don't blame Mason <laughs> Foster in. for being Mason Foster. At the same time, I know he was on the trade block come this offseason. Then turns out that Ruben Foster was reinstated. So we're like, okay, so now that Mason Foster looks to be on his way out potentially, Ruben Foster goes down with a torn ACL at OTAs and looks like Mason has you know bought himself another year. Uh, even with the acquisition of uh, John Bostic and you drafted Cole Holcomb out of North Carolina, mm-hmm. it still seemed like, okay, you want you got to have a starter, a former starter in, from last year and Respected amongst the lock, locker room, obviously being a team captain, leading the team in tackles, it seemed like to me it seemed like Mason Foster was a shoe in to start. Right. I mean, we all we all assumed it. Yeah, and this this certainly came as a surprise. Um, what? Why did it happen? What does it mean? Um, as far as why, I, my first guess, as Ian mentioned, I thought yeah. it was to relieve some cap space so you could um, that's all make Trent Williams happy. Which great sounds good. Do that. Um, obviously that hasn't happened yet. Uh, there's, did the Redskins front office have a problem with, uh, his issues with the fan base and going on Twitter and, you know, threatening violence on a couple of people, as I understand it. Uh, that was his cousin. Yeah, that was his cousin. <laughs> you? Allegedly. 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 It no. was me. It was no, no legend about it. <laughs> Lay off my man. I was heated. <laughs> Are they had a couple trulies in me? <laughs> are they that impressed that with fire, to be fire clear? It's all Anthony. Ian Foster is not Mason Foster's cousin. <laughs> Says you. The resemblance is striking. It's um, it could happen. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I I wanted to say for a couple of reasons. Maybe they they really like. Excuse me, John Bostic, who had a good year in Pittsburgh last year as one of their starters. And they, they picked up Mason Foster off the scrap a few years ago for, yeah. on the absolute cheap, and they said, you know what, we can, John Bostic can do what Mason Foster can do for half the price. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they like what Sean Dion Hamilton, uh, last year's pick coming out of Alabama. So That was the first uh, thing I said, SDH, shine. Still, but, I mean, so if one of those guys doesn't work out, John Bostic or Dion Hamilton, who we anticipate to be our starters this year, then you're looking at Josh Harvey Clemens, who's just a situational He's actually playing the role that Sua Cravens was supposed to play. Yeah. Uh, or Cole Holcomb, who's just a fifth, who just who's a rookie. So, yeah. you know, they, we, they do like Cole, though. They do like him, but I mean, I that's. Mean, obviously, he's no Mason Foster. I would have roll Cole. I would have liked to have a veteran on this, uh, you know, in this yeah. linebacking core, especially someone that is, you know, familiar with our defense. Yeah, that's what the question for me was the timing. Or not the timing. It's just the, yeah, I guess so the timing, the situation. Because, like, you lose Zach Brown, you let him walk, he goes to the Eagles. Yep. You you have Ruben Foster, but then he goes down with a hurt. So yep. it's like you're you're this, now down two guys. You're from last year. Let's say Ruben Foster counts as last year. You're now down two guys. Then SDH, you bring in a new guy and a rookie, and then uh, the other the other guy who doesn't even play really inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. 
it was just and also the day before camp too. Yeah. So that was just the weird. It's like, do you not see the roster that we don't really have? So it had. That's what everyone thought. It had to be cap space because it was like the only because expo- of the timing, right? You did it after OTAs and the position. or at OTAs. I'd be like, okay, like well, if it wasn't cap, then why did you feel comfortable cutting him? Because now, I mean, basically, the inside linebacker. Linebacker position is all new faces or mm-hmm. second or third year guys, rookies. And, and I, I I like you know playing the young guys. I mean, if you can convert Sean Dion Hamilton into a starting linebacker, who's a former sixth round pick, right? That is an absolute win. Yeah. every single day of the week, you know. But I think largely what is really really scares me about this team, uh, you know, come this fall, is they are depending on a lot of variables that they don't really have any data on. So they're depending on Sean Dion Hamilton to be a starting inside linebacker when he only started, I believe it was like three or four games last year. In addition to that, he is highly, highly injury prone, which is what was his problem back in Alabama. Um, You could say the same thing about Trey Quinn, where, yes, on paper, and I know he's beloved by the franchise, but, I mean, we're relying on him to be the slot receiver when, you know, there is not a large, there's not a sample size to prove that he can actually do this job. And I I feel like... Strong camp, though. Yes, oh, and yeah. it, it's a risk. It's about health, really. Yeah, it, it's it's certainly a risk, but it's it's a high one. And I just the chances of these you know late round draft picks, undrafted free agents, really panning out into reliable starters. It's it, the odds are not in their favor. No, it's not. But and it, so it's a risk, and you would hope that it was a calculated risk that they weighed the pros and cons there. Mm-hmm. Now they're banking on the on the D line. Yes, because really? oh, I mean, everyone I mean, is. That sh- that just takes off so much yeah. pressure from everybody else. Mm-hmm. If you're getting pressure on the quarterback, so now this becomes kind of like uh, this folds back into our first topic with Trent. It was like, okay, right, well, was it for Trent to create cap space? And then did they? I mean, I I don't know if it, I guess it reported no one's had contact with him. So yeah. that makes me think, okay, it wasn't for Trent. But if it was, then that must have been they must have thrown a number at him, and then he must have said no. Which then makes you think, okay, it wasn't about the money. It was about this health thing, you know, mm-hmm. his tumor or not tumor, but whatever he got removed from his head sure. and all the uh, other procedures he had over the offseason. Um, yeah, it's just kind of it, – it all kind of meshed into one big issue. And, of course, it, you know, what's Reskin's training camp without an issue? That's true. And I got in hot topics and, and drama. Yeah. Um, Ian, you just mentioned the d- defensive line. I wrote down one of the topics – I think if you were to go around this this table right now and say what's the Red, Redskins' biggest strength, it's clearly the defensive line. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. I, and what timeline is this? <laughs> like, yeah. And, uh, you know, Tim Settle is apparently having a good camp, and he's lost like 15, 20 pounds. And got stronger. He got stronger. Uh, even the guy they got from uh, off the scrap in Caleb Brantley, who was a high pick from the Browns a couple of years ago, he looks like he might have a reserve role too. So you have five young Studs, God. studs, yeah, that is. I know <laughs> uh, that that is. Un, I think undeniable. Young our, studs, young, our strength. That's and that's how you win. That's how you win up the middle, up front. Somebody, somebody was even saying that's how. That's why the Eagles won. Really, is because they had a great defensive line. That's why the besides, Giants won. Besides, like Nick Foles and all that nonsense, but they had a great rotation on the D line. Man, I can't wait for Wentz to be a bust. He's, he's not, not. going to be a bust. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good. He's, he's, he's be got. Good. He's. I mean, as long if he's healthy. If he's healthy, yeah. That's the if. Hey, we know all about that. I know. Um, So, uh, in addition to the defensive line being our biggest strength, what what's next? Left tackle, running back. I was going to say running back. 
Left tackle. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be running back. But then again, healthy. And ha- right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's but, true, too. Because Adrian Peterson, another, another year, there's, mm-hmm. no, there's not a guarantee at all that he runs like he did last year. Especially yeah. if Geis and Chris Thompson both get injured again. Yes, and I don't... How's Geis doing on that, by the way? He's he's great. Great. He seems to be okay. So like, far, so good. The way he said, he's not injury-prone. He had one big injury. That's not injury-prone. That like, was so... I remember that game. That was so We were right shitty. upstairs. That was so <laughs> shitty. The first preseason game. It was the best All run that we've seen yeah. hearts probably dropped. since Portis or Alf. Since Portis. But without him, without that, without that happening, there's no AP. Yep. Correct. And then now we have a three-headed monster. Yes, we do. If they, use, if they use them correctly, also, our offense is going to be dangerous as shit. Bryce Love hurt somewhere. We still Bryce Love. Yeah, yeah. That's right. If, he, if, if fucking Jay Gruden's not a goddamn, you know, vitamin P, he'll do well to have both of them just attacking if the shit. If Jay Gruden so, figures out the right way to give everyone their equal share, that's these three that's running the backs big question could, run, could run the because well, both they, run the league. They're both high volume guys. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But Adrian Peterson being a lot older now, is that still his game plan? Is that still it his is. ability to do it? That's what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah. that's why he didn't is work it? out in Arizona. Okay. He just wants they, to they just to run, do down, run, yep. run down, run down, run, run, run. Yeah. That's what he, he, he gets. He gets better. He does as he runs Twenty plus. Adrian Peterson isn't your run of the mill running back. He is. Uh, top Future five. Hall of Famer. Yeah. He is a freak of nature. He is just a different animal. Yeah. yeah, he will run until he can't run anymore. So if you think they did like a like a like a split, that it wouldn't be uh, ideally. Neither of them would be as effective. Ideally, yes. I mean, that's got to be the plan when you have talent like Geis and Peterson. Uh, but neither one of them ha- have have done that before. So right. I, I guess it's just Uncharted. something that that Gruden's going to have to figure out. But. You know, I give Jay a lot of credit. Each year he finds what that strength is in this offense, and then he really just takes advantage of it, you know, really for the first half of the season until an adjustment is made. Um, but, you know, AP was our biggest weapon. You know, we wouldn't have gone 6-3 and three without him, not even close to it. No, nope. Thank you, Doug Williams. Between yeah. the two of them no. and our new wide receivers, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to pull out. Terry McLaurin, baby. Um, McLaurin. Very excited. So speaking of, Hopefully the, someone speaking catches of wide the receivers, ball. what is our biggest weakness? I also added tight end as a strength just because of the depth and Jordan Reed being healthy. He played. And again, he's looking fantastic. You're welcome. God damn. I mean, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Greg. How many games, Greg? How many games did he play last uh, year? He did eleven, Bob. Eleven. That's I think he did more. It was more. It was more. I think yeah, he, was did, it? he did like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. That's a lot. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You did good, kid. All right. You done good. Um, and it was also they're going to kind of have to be. Yes, I, I agree. Um, we are. I don't think they're a weakness. No, the tight end is not. A I'm weakness. saying a strength because of the depth it has. We got three guys that now. I'm not saying Jeremy Sprinkle is. Vernon sprinkle, Davis sprinkle, or baby. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Jordan Reed, but he's definitely serviceable in like a third tight yeah, end role. Sure. Um, I would say our biggest weakness. I, I almost, I know there, there's not a strong correlation between you know strong fantasy players and the team as a whole, right? But there's like no one on the Redskins that's even worth drafting. I mean, I know Geis and Peterson will be drafted just because running backs have like a high weight, but there's not a single one that you're like, I have to have, nah. have Paul to have, Richardson. No. Like, I, I have to have Trey I Quinn. Like, like, there's just Paul Richardson and Trey Quinn are the are the top two. I mean, fantasy wise, Paul Richardson. People forgot I mean, he he spread out our offense a lot when he went down. That was huge. Packers game. Yeah, that was huge. That was a huge loss. I like Paul Richardson, Trey Quinn. I think he's going to catch a shitload of balls. Uh, Jay's already said that um, 
Trey Quinn's already won the slot role. Yeah, it's his. But I mean, mm-hmm. who else is fighting him for? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's his to lose. But uh, hey, good news is Crowder. Crowder not good news. Sorry, sorry, Jameson. But he's already hurt. It's like, is he really? Oh yeah, yeah. surprise. Um, owie. I, I would say our biggest weakness is pass catchers. <laughs> Bazinga. Yeah, easily. Um, I would say receivers. Yes. Yeah. But but I'm actually I am I, I am very optimistic. I think our wide receiver crew is going to do a lot or core is going to do a lot better than people anticipate. I think they're our weakness because of lack of experience. Mine is Paul Richardson. Fair. I would say I, I think the reason for our big, biggest weakness is that Doxson's been a bust. Oh, he, well, you he, know, you, you, draft, oh. you draft someone Dude, in the did first. Did you see that video? Which K- one? <laughs> was there more than one? The one where Case Keenum just laid him the ball for a touchdown and he just flat out dropped it. Oh, yeah. Oh, across yeah. the middle. Yeah. yeah, but I also saw a couple good catches by Bobby. him. Bobby's biggest fear. Of course fear. he will. Bobby's Catch the big... fucking ball, please. Yeah, um, there was a wide that, open. Bobby's biggest he, fear he, just in my came opinion, he, That is the reason why it's our biggest weakness because when you draft someone in the first round, you're expecting them to be a stud. And he is uh, he's less than a jack to me. I, I just. But now, now we have a quarterback, either Case or Dwayne or even Colt. Really, they're all slingers. They're all slingers. Doxon is a guy who doesn't create separation, but if you throw him the ball, mm-hmm. he he comes down with it. Here's in the, in a fifty fifty chance, not when yeah. he's wide open. When he's wide open, it's <laughs> let's <laughs> let's see if he gets. This goes. is too easy. But yeah, but now he's, he's got even people fifty fifty on the fifty fifty balls. Let's get him. Let's I don't see I, any I don't physicality. So. I don't think he comes down with it. Ha- have one game <laughs> with over hundred yards receiving, and then I'll then we'll have a conversation with him. Other thing is though. He's not a number one. He can't. Be. He's not a number one. Right. But can he be a number two? That's really all that matters. What, what's now. Cam Sims? He's because <laughs> Cam Sims is having a hell of a camp too. He had one last year too. He's but a, yeah, but again, it, then he got injured. Right, and then he. Yeah. We say that about, say that about all our guys. Yeah, it's. I'm just, saying because like, what are, what are the chances of an undrafted free agent like Cam Sims, who only caught 41 balls at Alabama, can can convert into? I don't know. What about Maurice Harris up in? I mean, now yeah. he's now well, he's fucking uh, killing in New England. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Duh. What number? What number? Two. Uh, two. Man. Yeah. Mo- yeah. Oh, but also New England. Like, yeah. <laughs> if Cam Sims went to there, well, we yeah. we knew Maurice. Josh Jackson's going to go to the Rams and be a Pro Bowler. Got a fucking home man. Uh, huh. Oh yeah. God. And yeah. then once Trey Quinn becomes a Patriot. Yeah, I mean, because Julian Edelman's like 34, something like that, yeah, so he's only got a couple years. So handsome. Um, so handsome. So speaking of, we, we mentioned Jordan Reed. He's apparently having a heck of a camp. Cam Sims is having a heck of a camp as well. Um, what has stood out to you guys just based off of what you've listened to, you've read, watched, anything like that? Every time. Ian, every fucking time. The rookies. The fucking <laughs> rookies. The fucking rookies. It's the fucking rookies. Uh, yeah, I already <laughs> I already ordered my Jimmy Moreland jersey, dude. Oh my, my god. Jimmy Moreland. <laughs> he's rip he's tearing it. He's he's the next fucking he's Remember the next Kendall Fuller. He's the next oh my god. Josh Norman in Carolina. Like yeah. you give me all of the above like yeah. Josh was the first to compliment him. He said he's he's, he's gonna be really He's good. gonna be good. And thank you, Kyle Smith, because I'm putting that all on you. <laughs> he is so good. And he He's went to amazing. JMU. And JMU Mini is so camp, much fun. Mini Again, camp, Joe Arvis, that one's He real. would come out, like, have three picks in a day. Like, okay, that's that's cool. I mean, that's like, all right, in we'll, mini camp. We'll wait. He's doing it in training camp now. And acrobatic catches, yes. too. Like, did you see that one like, where he just sprawled out? And just, like, when he was supposed to be turned a, his body around. A wheel route to Chris Thompson. Who's, who's your starting Mine. cornerback trio this year? <laughs> Do I put Jimmy in there? No. I, Josh Quinton. Honestly Josh far- Quinton. And I mean, who, 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 yeah, who'd be the third right Fabian now? Fabian Moreau. I'm go- right now. I'm um, going. Jimmy. Moreland. What about yeah. um, Rogers Camardi? Yeah, DRC. Signed him. 
I, I really don't see I him as a starter, really. How old is he now? 33. He's, he's up there. How's he doing in camp? Alexa, how old is DRC? <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the rookies. Dwayne Haskins lit it up on Sunday. They were off Monday. He had a heck of a practice. Montez Sweat is just putting guys in the dirt. Julius Peppers-ish. I mean, which is exactly what we say we wanted him to yeah. do, and, of course, he's doing it. Uh, Terry McLaurin already... And it's like, and it's not even just us getting excited about it. Like Jonathan, no, everyone, Jonathan Allen even came out and said, he goes, if you were to come into this camp not knowing they were rookies, you would never assume that they're all rookies. Yeah. This is why you draft from oh, God. Ohio where's, where's State, the, where's that little Alabama. It happens every the Bucks year. Ever. The Bucks ever. Every year. There's a couple but fights I'm ex- today. I'm excited, too. There's a huge I'm very fight excited. Today, which is like Our offense every is, year. is probably in true form of actually... I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. But here's and the, we did enough on the defensive drafting that, you know. But do you know I'm, why I'm, that, I'm fight, that fight it. started? Stay healthy. Did, did you guys we read? We will be very competitive. Yes. John yes. Allen's comments? Like, John Allen came out and was like. He's our captain, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, he, I mean, if he's John not. John Allen came out and was like, the offense kicked our ass on Sunday. You, you, you better. You're fucking right. We're coming out and kicking some ass today. <laughs> and they just got up in the offense's face and they just and they started a them. fight. Yeah. yeah. Twice. <laughs> and then <laughs> it turned into a big That's ball. what I want. Yes. Jonathan Allen, I will run through a brick wall. For Be you. a dog. <laughs> yeah. Be a dog. Coastal Carolina. Deron Payne. Oh, my God. I love that, man. I love Deron Payne. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely Alabamans. stood out before. And I know we hey. just we just mentioned. Number two. Um, see, we forgot about guys. That's Fantasy Sleeper. We mentioned Jordan Reed. He's our best player, um, best pass catcher still. He's years removed from his Pro Bowl season. At the same time, when Jordan Reed is right, there's not much a defense can do about him. Yeah. Because he's too fleet-footed for a linebacker. He's too physical for a safety or a corner. He, he is really a, a matchup nightmare when he's, when he's good. Did when you he's hear him on Grand Danny last week? No, I did not. Uh, he was, when, uh, when they were down at training camp, they had him on. Um, and he was saying that this is the first – year like first off season that he was able to do his f- entire program like mm-hmm. f- full go because okay. like last year he did he had his two foot his two toe surgeries i think it was or foot injuries whatever and so he said he, this is the best of course they're saying this but and this is the, the cliche this time of year but this is the best he's felt coming into a camp since like before he got hurt our offense moves with him moves yeah. to him i mean i know we're going to be a run centric team it's going to be a lot of run run pass as it should be that's where our talent stands especially with we don't know where we stand at left tackle at the same time there's going to be a scenario throughout every game that there's going to be a third and five third and six so on and so forth that need to be converted and without a jordan reed or you know someone of that stature we're we're screwed yeah um yeah, I mean he's our superstar. Yeah, and, and I mean Vernon Davis is is a great second tight end on the team. He was our best vertical threat last year, which should not be the case. Uh, that exactly. <laughs> you can credit to Jay Gruden for figuring out. Wow, Vernon Davis can still run. The thirty-five year old tight end is our best deep threat. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> what was it? I didn't hear it. Vernon Davis. Oh, <laughs> I am. I was like, what, no, what no, am I pushing? No, no, not that one. What? <laughs> wake up, Bruce. Live, <laughs> Bruce. Um, other guys, that's, I don't want to be that Redskins fan that always toots Who'll these two guys' guy. horns. But Trey Quinn and Cam Sims. I'm telling you. 
every time I look, Trey Quinn is catching a ball in the slot. Every time sure. I look, Cam Sim is making uh, a play down the field yes. on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I, I would say my, my biggest concern, also, we still don't know who our free safety is. That's where I had my Gregory I we, uh, weaknesses. I also had walking on O line without Trent. <laughs> now that changed for you, Kevin. After signing, um, or after we we eventually signed, I'll uh, have a contract of all Rose Trulies. Inside linebacker depth and also safety. Sure, I'll pound a case of them before um, every it, game. It appears God, that so no matter what, <laughs> Troy Apke is not it. Like he ran a great forty. He ain't it? But he, I'm, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> Should have known when he we drafted a white safety. <laughs> Idiots. Idiots! Come on now. <laughs> There's only one Jason Seahorn. Come on. <laughs> Eric Weddle. And he's a DB. Yeah, Eric Weddle is really fucking. Yeah, you know what? If he was Reed Dowdy, I'd feel. <laughs> Theory got blown up immediately. How about that guy, Eric Weddle? Name one other in, in, in ten years. Reed Dowdy, bro. Reed Dowdy, not even Reed close. Reed Dowdy with the, with the Rams. <laughs> name one other in ten years. John right. Lynch. DB, right? He was a safety. Yeah, he was, was a safety. safety. Okay, yeah. but he's been out of the game for how long? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> you said he's ten years. <laughs> you said so. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> John Lynch is now. He's been out of the game. So White he, safeties go. He's now the the GM Damn, for the Forty Niners. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a good movie. Game. Harrison Smith, two thousand seven. So that's not in ten years. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> that was a fun exercise. That was good. <laughs> La- last one on They're Redskins here. Um, it's been Jay has said at. at Nauseam that this is a quarterback competition. Uh, yeah. um, they're even talking Case, Colt, is in Colt there. and Dwayne are all getting first uh, shares of uh, first team reps, which I think is great. I, you know, more competition the better. I agree. Um, America. I think if we were all to guess, it's Case Keenum would be the starter on week one. Agreed. I uh, hope so. Please. Yeah. Please. Please. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. Please. With that. Case. Um, I'm okay with Colt too. I, I. I actually am. We're not spending too much money on. Case to where I feel as though we need him to start. No, no. and Colt you know, comfortable. Colt McCoy, like Grant, I think he get, Colt will probably clo- throw close to four thousand yards, twenty five in- touchdowns. But he's also probably going to throw you that. twenty interceptions, 20, so. 20 picks. Yeah, um, you know that's that's what you're going to get. He's going to he's like Rex Grossman. He's going to move the offense. But yeah. It's just you will go there's down going the to field. Be a, there's going to be a <laughs> lot of uh, throwing in a. I'm tired game. of standing here on the thirty yard line. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going deep. <laughs> Chicks dig the long ball. <laughs> so I, I guess a question for you all is... I'm intrigued. Uh, we really have a big um, glimmer right now, Bobby, going on with the Nats. I saw. Now 11 to 8. I, saw. I don't nah, want to say anything. Yeah. It's just a glimmer. <laughs> um, it's not a question. <laughs> Anyways. What happened? Who's talking? How many starts <laughs> for, the fa- for all three? How oh. many games is Case going to start? How many is Colt going to start? How many is Dwayne going to start? That's yeah, that's tough. I know. I already have mine. I, I have mine too. I think Keenum's going to start. He's going to get. Is, it, is this without injuries? Yeah, just a total oh, equal shit. equaling sixteen games oh, without shit. injuries. Without, without injuries. injuries. Damn it! Oh, that, I mean, that, that, I, that played into well, my. Well, theory. Yeah, I'm playing into injuries. I'm playing into injuries as well. I mean, how many are each? How many of so each? So we of the are playing start? into injuries. Yes, so. that change. Got it. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, I would say Case Keenum to start. Uh, he's going to have some bullshit turf toe. Uh, how many games is he going to start? I, uh, I don't think I'm explaining this. this he's going to do. He's going to do. Our first five are going to be the are going to be the toughest. He's going to last maybe game three, maybe four. 
and then some bullshit's going to happen, and Colt's going to come in, and then Colt's going to do great for two games, and everyone's going to say, why didn't we keep Colt? And then he's going to do terrible for two other games and be like, why is Colt playing? And everyone's going to be so fucking mad at him. And they're going to be like, why do we you know, draft this goddamn sports car and not use him? And then they put him in, and then he gets hurt. Everyone's getting hurt? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Bobby's biggest fear just and came So to answer Porter. your question, Case is going to start. So you, so yeah. in Porter's world, uh, Jordan Reed is starting week 17. Yes. <laughs> Former quarterback. Correct. Bobby, Correct. how many games is Case going to start? Case is going to start nine games. My Dwayne Hassens is going to incorrectly, by the way, start five after the bye week, and Colt's going to make one emergency start. Okay. I said Case is going to start eight. Then they'll go with Colt, see what they do for four games, and then the season's going to be – they're not going to be in playoff contention, and then Dwayne will start the last four. I say because we have such a late bye week 10, so after nine games, it is. we're going to yeah. be like – three and six and so they're going to want to make a change and they're going to go with either Dwayne and somewhere Colt's going to have to make an emergency start real quick we're keeping three quarterbacks on this roster no matter I what think they, I think yes. they should yes absolutely and again like I mean it's a rookie contract Colt McCoy what another million and then Case is not expensive I think they can afford to carry three and it's the right thing to do yep. you have Case you have Simbo watching and learning God, I don't think they should play him this year, especially if there's no Trent if Williams. If there's no Trent Williams, I'm not playing him at they, all. They, they shouldn't. I don't think they, they shouldn't. Just sit, watch, learn, please. I get experience, but like, I'm not comparing him to Pat Mahomes. That's exactly right. But follow that model, please. And, and I love the fact that, which he doesn't have to have to be, but I love the fact that Alex Smith is at least there, there. and walking along and like you know teaching him. Don't play him this year. When you need that emergency start, start Colt. I know the fan base is going to hate it, but our fan base is stupid. That's not true. Yeah, no, it's very true. Yeah, our, it's fan a true. <laughs> our fan base is now apathetic. Um, but ride Keenum as long as you can, and if if things go to shit, just go to Colt and and let Simba learn. If if you must like start him like week seventeen or sixteen, maybe because like I mean oh, that will be against like the Cowboys <laughs> or or the Giants. Start him against the Giants week sixteen at home to get home field advantage in right. the playoffs. Yeah. Jesus. Ian, what you got? So, I mean, what I would like is Case to start all 16, but that's not going to happen. I'm going to go Case is going to start six. I was going to say five for you. And that's exactly, I was on the fence between five and six. And then I think, then I think it'll be Dwayne the rest of the way. But I think there's going to be one time where Colt starts. So six, one. Nine. I can totally see this again for the the late bye, like week eight at Minnesota. Like yeah. Case Keenum gets hurt, so they start Colt week nine. Wow. Turfed up. Use the bye week to give, basically give him two though. weeks. Biggest bullshit and then injury Keenum ever. Keenum starts. I mean, sorry, Dwayne starts week eleven at home against the Jets. Yeah, I can see all of it happening. Okay, is there a scenario where Dwayne starts week one? Of course there is with the Redskins. Yeah, yeah. There's just definitely but also like I mean, like you said, Jay has admitted this is an open competition. Like we're not like listing them one, two, three, and then, you know, if someone leapfrogs the other. No, it's an it's whoever takes the mantle. Dwayne Haskins could I think not easily, but he could very well win this position. He like, could very I, well be the best quarterback right now. Right. But but I don't think that means he should start right away. Correct. You're throwing him to the wolves, especially with a bad offensive line, no receivers. 
his biggest help is his defense, but use that defense. I, I, I kind of see this, and I don't mean to make this comparison because he's a, an African-American quarterback, but this is like the formula I'm seeing right now with the Redskins that like the Seahawks used when Russell Wilson was a rookie. Like, yeah. Have a strong running game. Have an amazing defense. We obviously have more holes on defense than that, that Seahawks team. Yeah. Um, and then just let him make do with what, you know, protect him. Protect mm-hmm. him as much as you can. Make it easy as as easy as you can for him. And then he'll eventually grow and learn. Hopefully until like the next Pat Mahomes or uh, and Russell Wilson. I, I understand that. That's, the, you know, always I would err on the side of caution for this because of what we've seen when we've thrown rookie quarterbacks to the, to the right. Wolves. At the same time, Jay knows that if I don't make the playoffs, I'm getting fired. That's why I picked Dwayne Haskins. Only going five, yeah, six D- games. Dwayne Haskins is the best quarterback. I mean, in, from a talent perspective, obviously, he can make throws that Case and Colt cannot. Right. Uh, so I mean, if it's up to Jay, I mean, that's such a, you know, such a strange dynamic that he really hasn't experienced yet. Um, what do I you also do? think that's cor- incorrect. I don't think you draft a quarterback fifteen overall. Yeah, fifteen. Fifteen overall, and then have him with a guy who's known for his work with quarterbacks, and then fire him after one season because you don't make the playoffs. Now I'm not Ian Foster, so I do not think this is a playoff caliber roster. I think it's a playoff caliber defense, and that's about it. If everybody still is healthy, it's gonna be great. Six and two. I mean, everybody stretch. Trent Williams change has your to walk goddamn socks, <laughs> wear shoes that fit, and eat healthy. Trent Williams has to walk through that door tomorrow morning. The running game has to just carry the workload. That somehow Jay figures out how to get all three guys the ball, and the receivers are serviceable. It, and Jordan it, Reed has. Close to a Jordan Reed-esque season. Here's the thing. If Geis is what we think he is, we don't really need Peterson to do anything. Yeah. He's there. He's, he's, like the he's, goal line he's a fail-safe. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you don't. I don't think you have Adrian Peterson. Mean, I don't think you want to do this either, but you don't have Adrian Peterson as your goal line guy. But if Geis can carry the majority of the workload and then just use Peterson when you need him, as a failsafe, because then I mean, then you got you know he'll, Thompson he'll, and Bryce Love. Like you, you don't, right. you don't need right. Adrian. Like Bryce I just Love love's also him. hurt. I just yeah, I know. But I'm saying I just so I love Adrian being there for guys, guys. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love that's, how they that's said, worth the they money. Say, that picture of of guys oh following God, AP everywhere. He follows him everywhere, like a like a puppy. Like I a love puppy. it. Like he, a love sick puppy. He does not leave Adrian Peterson's hip. And Good. the same thing. Dwayne likes to pick Alex Smith's brain. Yes, all these young guys. All these all these young guys. All right, <laughs> so um, we're at the forty-five minute mark. We're doing good. Um, yeah, trade deadline in Major League Baseball. If you're, if you're Megan and Danielle, we're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, trade deadline is tomorrow in Major League Baseball. There's no longer the post deadline waiver claim Correct. crap that the that's did last year. Um, really, only major deal thus far has been just happened shortly was uh, Trevor Bauer was sent to the Reds. Yasiel Puig was sent back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Looks like the Padres were involved. Uh, Trevor Bauer had that really just meltdown of an inning uh, a couple of days ago. I felt still feel so bad. Um, I would have I wouldn't have taken that very well. Um, <laughs> just just start here. You think you could throw a ball from the mound to over the wall? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I it was, was impressive. It, it was. <laughs> I, was kind of, I was like, he let it rip. kind of a dick move, but that's pretty impressive. No, he immediately regretted his decision. Yeah, he's like, yeah, my bad. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. That was pretty the good. hand on the shoulder is like, 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 what, get the fuck, what the fuck are you doing? 
That John <laughs> Boy breakdown was awesome. My bad. I like. I want to die. I want to die. I how awesome die. is that fucking guy? He's he's awesome. He's so good. God, he's great. He's really good at lip, reading lips too. I I love amazing. watching his videos and seeing his subscribers jump over and over and over again. He's mm-hmm. blowing the fuck up. Yeah. Like a month ago, he was maybe forty thousand subscribers, which is not nothing. But I mean, that's that's when I recognized him, and yeah. to now. He's like two hundred fifty something. Oh, I see him tweeted all over the place. He's now. crazy. Yeah. He's it's it's perfect. He found that he found the sauce. He found the uh, right amount of attention span for people at making clips at around like a minute thirty, two minutes. He does yes, and he and he fucking is just hilarious the entire time, mm-hmm. doing uh, the lip reading that became so. It's perfect. I love him. It's awesome. Um, and I think if John I'm, Boy Media, go if follow. I'm Major League Baseball, I'd love something like that, just because they've been like the last to kind of adapt to social media and video, yeah. viral videos, so on and so forth. So you know, all of his ones on Scherzer are hilarious, really funny. Look at this fucking psycho! psycho. <laughs> He's a fucking psycho. <laughs> You're not fucking taking me out. You're not fucking taking me out. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um. So, next question I have. There is a piece. Dinner in my shirt pocket. Mm. Save some for later. Snack a snack. Snack a snack. You know it's bruschetta. 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 With a little bit of prosciutto. Mozzarella. It's actually couscous. Oh, God. So nice ruined it. it what a fucking. <laughs> that was anticlimactic, I know. <laughs> oh. um, anyways, the Nats are in certainly need of help. Um, they are at the moment. I believe if the wild card started today, they would be one of the two teams. I think they would be hosting. Would they the, still be? I think they'd be. I think so. Okay, let me double check. Um, they're doing this double despite the worst bullpen in baseball, and they're doing this now oh, without a fifth Every starter. Time. Thank you. Yeah, um, or now, well, actually, we're now so without happy. a four or five. Four, yeah, because Max is on the DL. So, um, you know, Rizzo's always found a way to, you know, fix these at the. Halfway point of the uh, season, so, so the, we are currently t- tied for the second wild card spot. Oh. Oh, wait, no, yes, that's correct. Sorry. Okay. Really? You're not the you're not the first wild Hold card. On, I'm so confused. Sorry, the Cubs and sec. We are the second wild card. The, Jesus Christ! What the fuck's going on? Because the <laughs> Cubs and the and the and the Cardinals are tied for the central. So one of them would be right now the top wild card spot. Okay. But that's been fluctuating like wow, but day by day. I thought the Orioles day were by day. The, the number one. The Orioles actually don't have the worst record in baseball anymore. Did I'm actually kind that? of worried about that now. Yeah. <laughs> Holy the shit. Tigers do. Yeah, the Tigers do, but like five games. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, two and a half, sorry. Um, anyway, sorry, yes. Nats need help. So, and this is quite an interesting dynamic because in the four other playoff runs that the Nats have had, they've really run away with the division. They started in first, ended in first, and that that was pretty much it. This is um, really the first time that, you know, every single game matters. Yeah. And it's something that Rizzo really has had to make desperate deals for relievers, whether it was Jonathan Papelbon, Mark Melanson, you know, Sean Doolittle from a couple of years ago. Um, He found a way to, you know, put a pretty big band-aid on what continues to be a problem year after year and that is the bullpen um but that seems like chump change to what the bullpen is now it's the worst in baseball or at least the worst in that the national league um with the exception of sean doolittle it's been um you know i mean wander swear has been good too but uh, it's obvious the nats need more than just one reliever reliever to fix this they need multiple 
Um, it, it really at least two. At least two. Um, but here's the issue where I, I don't know how they're going to pull this off. First issue is there are if you just I know you you had trouble figuring out that wild card because there's such a logjam of other teams in contention. I believe there's like six or seven within five games of the wild card. Um, and so that's it's safe to say that there are a number of teams looking for the same same exact thing. Bullpen help is usually the most common, um, you know, trade acquisition come the uh, deadline. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're looking at seven teams within three and a half games of the wild card. That's including ridiculous. The, the two teams in the wild card. That's that's crazy. Um, in addition to that, the learners have put their foot down, saying that they do not want to go over the luxury tax, right? Which has prevented them from you know being aggressive in you know this past winter, and you know Craig Kimball was available for the longest time. Uh, that didn't happen. Learners don't want to go over the luxury tax, and then. Rizzo has always been reluctant to trade top prospects, which you know I, I absolutely credit him for. At the same time, we no longer have the same organizational depth to acquire these, you know, these mid-tier relievers and, and probably even closer to a top tier. So all those three factors, you know, into a pie, I, I don't I really don't know how they're gonna be able, how they're gonna be able to figure this out. I mean to steal a phrase from you, Tom, Mike Rizzo is going to have to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. I mean, this is the, like, this is the downfall of all those tri- prior trades over the past couple of years that you mentioned that you, of course, have to give up pieces to get those yep. players that you needed. Felipe Vasque- Vasquez is now an all-star. Um, Blake Trinan's an all-star. And, well, and, but, like, I'm talking about more so you've given up parts of your farm system that you can no longer deal. Yeah. Your farm system is, this is not the same farm system from four or yeah. five years ago. Yep. This is a system that while it has top level talent, like you said, Mike Rizzo is hesitant to deal from that pool. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the top three guys and it's a pretty significant drop off in terms sure. of talent. Yeah. The top 30. Yeah. There's guys that fill out the top five, top 10 of the nationals top prospects. But I would say one, two, three, one, two, three being Carter Keyboom, Luis Garcia, and mm-hmm. Mason Denneberg. Mm-hmm. After that, it's a significant drop up, I think, in yeah. terms of talent. And you know, and we're not trading either any of those three. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. It's but. it's so, but yeah. I mean, how are you going to make the playoffs with uh, the bullpen as it's currently constructed? You're just going to have. I mean, and and don't get me wrong, the Nationals have been playing great as of late. I think they are still record wise the best team. In baseball, since like May twenty fourth, whatever that mm-hmm. stat that the Nationals keeps tweeting out after every win, um, but you know it takes. I always say this time of year because I, I hate I, my biggest pet peeve is fans being like, "Well, just trade for this guy, just trade that guy, get yeah. him away." It's like, well, it takes two to fucking tango. Sure, you can't just tell a team to trade for you; they have to agree to the terms as well. So, what? I don't know where the Nationals will be, and Mike Rizzo will be able to pull from this farm system. Yeah. How or what group of guys that they can put together to get a significant return? I mean, a just, guy that can turn yeah. this bullpen around and help this. Season, you know, Michael this team Michael Taylor is no longer a trade target. He was a couple of years ago after hitting twenty five bolts and playing Gold Glove defense. But I mean, he's now in AAA and struggling. William Wilmer Defoe's having doing having the same issues as well. And it really comes. It's still. I, I still feel like we're getting kicked in the ass from last year's just terrible decisions and, and performance with. You know how much better would we have been? Would we be right now if we had Sean Kelly still on this team and that other guy? I forgot his name. We traded him to Chicago. Um, Wait, what? Uh, the one that they thought was the mole and talking about Davey Martinez. Oh, um, um, 
Kinsler. Yes, Brandon, Brandon Kinsler. So, I mean, we would I would feel a whole lot better if we had those two veterans that just throw strikes for Christ's sake. Um, but, you know, when we're throwing Fernando Rodney, what, three times in two days? Also multiple innings, which he hasn't done in Multiple years. innings. And, you know, Matt Grace, no, no thank you. And, um, you know, it's really frustrating. I, I don't know what has happened to Joe Ross. I really thought he was a legitimate piece. But um, he is just quite simply not the same. And uh, now with the Max Scherzer injury, and Eric Fetty giving up eight runs through, I think it was through four uh, four endings today. It looks even like a fifth starter could be needed as well, or just someone that can fill some innings. Yeah, um, and yeah, what's always been the backbone um, is is going to be needed because I feel like there's not a lot of necessities on offense, um, even with Matt Adams potentially being injured. I know Howie Kendrick can play there, Geraldo Parra can play there as well. Um, something they can just kind of hold together for the time being. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Well, it, then it's... Also, yeah. But, sorry, I didn't even cut you off. Like, so, you, um, your question you posed to us getting prepping for the show was, will Rizzo make a deal? Bear, hush. <laughs> and I said, I, my, I don't think he is, I think he, I don't think he will. I honestly don't think, I don't think, I think tomorrow's going to be a very quiet day for the mm-hmm. DMV. I don't. Ex- I if the Nationals do make a move, I think it's going to be one. I think they're going to make one trade because I think that's realistically what they can only afford to do in terms of who they can trade and staying <laughs> under the luxury tax. And Mike Rizzo, I mean Mike Rizzo, otherwise going to be super savvy. So, what would you rather have, bullpen help or a fourth for the starter? Bullpen help. I agree because you're expecting Max Scherzer to be back. Yep. And I think you can try. You can get by the rest of the way, throwing both. Betty Ross, Helixson, Stiller, Helixson. I mean, yeah, he's. Almost, I think you can try to get by throwing them every fifth day with the top of your rotation being as good as it is. Sure. So yes, I agree. Bullpen help, but everyone needs bullpen help. Everybody. And you know those seven teams don't. Those don't include the five teams that are also in contention in the American League. And, yeah. And in addition to that, the two teams that I really thought that were also on the outs. What are the Mets doing? What are the Reds? That's what doing? I was going to say. What all these teams that aren't actually competing? <laughs> they're the ones making doing? the deals. That right. makes no sense. The Mets, what, are, what are we doing? <laughs> and the Reds I mean, are—they're all—they're getting. They, ha- they have to be trading Syndergaard, right? They have. They well, have but to. like, yeah, he's pitching right now. Um, but they have to be trading him. Like, there, there's no other sense. I, I in, really don't understand. For, for also, Sherman. it's the Mets. I don't even think they know what they're doing. But they, they never do. Why? Why are the Reds are getting Trevor Bauer? I mean, it's just so when teams when teams are that's key. When it's like a, it's like a horse teams like cube. this are the oh, ones that are making moves, <laughs> it's like it, it's <laughs> making what's <laughs> already a slim market even slimmer for teams that are competing. Yeah, and you know, typically, I would say through we're over 100 games into the season. Is that right, Bobby? Oh yeah. So wait, are we? No, I wait, we we're coming up on it. No, I can tell you because Mark Mark's Today was game 107. Okay, oh, so you know we're over 100 games into the season. I think you know pretty well where you stand as a team going for the rest of the season, whether you're in contention, going for the playoffs, or not. And there's such a logjam, in particular the National League, as you mentioned, just the wild card numbers alone. I mean, it's I, I haven't seen a logjam like this before, um, yeah. not in, at least not recently. And because of that, <laughs> I don't think there's spaded. going... <laughs> there's not going to be a lot of, um, you know, sells. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think tomorrow is going to be a quiet day, I think... 
the big players will make moves. I I really don't I don't see Paul fucking Goldschmidt. Paul fucking Goldschmidt. I don't see a. What's your favorite player? I don't see a big. I don't see a a move. That Madison Bumgarner going anywhere? No. 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 Thanks. No. no, they've been like. 18 and yeah, they're on fire. Four or five in their life. Um, Zach Granke, so, is he going anywhere? Mm. Bear, what are you doing, man? <laughs> are you out of breath from sleeping? Yeah, it's hot. You, <laughs> you, you, you cut your hair. Well, yeah, you got a bear cut. You're good. A bear cut. I don't, yeah, he I don't so know. Weird. He looks great. I love it. <laughs> great? <laughs> I love it. I do love it, but love great? It. Yeah. He looks so weird. Yeah. Let him let, let, <laughs> let, he knows let that your, we're talking let about. Your, <laughs> let your free flag fly, bud. Who's uh, a good boy? I think tomorrow's going to be kind of a, a dull day. But I could also be prepared. Could wrong. you see a scenario which they like acquire more offense? You get another first baseman with Zim out, and now Adams is hurt. I don't know where. I mean, another. I, I, the, see, that's the thing, though. When healthy, the net, the net's like. Offensive roster is solid, especially the way they've been playing. Even when they're not healthy, they're still Rendon and Soto. And but, like we've talked about, so like, that's, they've never been the problem. They yeah. haven't been the problem this season. It's in the bullpen. Yeah. I, but, I, that, that has to be, I think, third on your list. Sure. It needs to go relief, starting, and then. I'd agree. I, I just. Offense. Rizzo's. In, normally he's he, going to have to pull a Normally he gets creative, but he's, good, he's going to have to get even more creative. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I wouldn't blame him if he did nothing. I wouldn't either. I mean, also, what? How? How can he? He can't go with the luxury tax, right? So, I mean, he he answers to the learners. Right. Learners right. have said no. Um, before we move up ninety five, really quick, um, just uh, daily public service announcement: Please resign Anthony Mardone immediately. Um, oh, also, I love that tweet you uh, retweeted or, yeah. or mentioned. That was, that was pretty good. Please, please, just please, like, quit fucking around. Like, just, just stop. Just, just stop. stop. Just do it. Uh, I mean, also, why? They, they haven't talked to him in a month? Yeah, in a month. What the fuck's wrong with him? Yeah, I don't know. Also, I'm sure uh, Too many Tom of those mentioned... Too the art of the deal. Tom mentioned like, the closest that, like, the Nationals have ever had to fight for like a playoff spot. I'm sure playoff push baseball Tom is going to handle it very well. Oh, yeah. Oh, terrible. I mean... Just Pillow swimmingly. Tom, <laughs> the, the I've never been glad to not be your roommate, but that time might be it. Super, <laughs> super calm, cool, and collected. The, the the fortress of pillows. Yeah, yep. Uh, this is gonna be fun. August and September gonna be fun. So, oh yeah, God, football's back and put just put so so duct tape oven mitts to, Ian, and, to Tom's hands, and we play like Maryland. <laughs> Maryland play, Penn, plays Penn State in September, and we just got to deal with Umo. Yeah, oh, I'm actually excited know. for that game. I We're going to get destroyed. We're destroyed. We'll and that's be fine. fine. We'll be fine. It's okay. I'll, just, like I'll hack almost Facebook again. <laughs> in three games? Yeah. yeah. But if we It'll win. It'll be fun. But if we win. Hey, but the tailgate will be fun. Tailgate will be fun. Don't shake anyone, any Penn State fan's hands. Done. Just Why pull would the, I? Just pull the Stefan Diggs. <laughs> nope. What started this, air quotes, rivalry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was our... That we did, it, Randy Edsel didn't speak for us. <laughs> God damn it. Tom and I were watching it and we like, no. Don't <laughs> do that. Why? why? <laughs> do you not know our lives? We weren't ready. Um, going up to 95 really quick. Um, are the anyone on the Orioles that you would see traded tomorrow? No. <laughs> no. She, she nice. wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. That's fucking perfect. Um, 
for whatever reason, like what the last twenty four hours, Trey Mancini's name is getting hot a lot. Mm. But but mm. but it was so quiet for the like past it. month. I don't like it. I think I think it's just I don't, the trade I don't like deadlines coming up. Yeah, I I think you'd get a heck of a return for that. Well, and especially how hot he's. It would right have now. to be a heck of a return. It better yeah, be. because like, he's so good. He's perfect. Why <laughs> get rid of him? Yeah. So he's not a part of the long term plan. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Uma Uma wants. I don't know if he wants to trade him now or next. Why year, not make him part of the long term plan? Why yeah. not? He's not. He's not that old. Uma called no, him like he's he, super. He could be what Ryan Zimmerman was to the Nets. Right, and that's a really, really good comp. Um, as soon as but, Chris Davis is out of here, move him to first base permanently. Boom, and that's the thing. He could go to first base. Like right now, he's in no man's land being in the outfield. He's not an outfielder, but he's being serviceable. Yeah. But put him at first base, and he that's good. I think I always say, Trey Mancini, damn it, that boy makes every play, but it ain't pretty. <laughs> it's not always pretty. It's not. Right field is really hard to play. It's much harder than left field. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think – I think the names to keep an eye on are, are, are Givens. Mm-hmm. But, but it was Bundy, but Bundy got knocked around a little bit the other day, right? And, but he, he can still eat up innings, I feel like. Yeah. Like, he, he's not really – Hans a, Alberto, dude. And Renato Nunez are guys oh. that we're probably going to get name tossed around. Yeah. And if anybody's doing well, I'm like, okay, John, Jonathan <laughs> VR too. Any guys up the middle, kind of veterans, no. except no. for Richie. Um, I, I no was, Santander, um, dude. You mean Anthony RBI? RBI. Yeah, he's Santander. unreal. Um, he leads the team in RBI since in July. Was, when we lost eight to one the other day, I looked up for one second, and it was Santander with two. Two men on, and of course, little bloop, yep. RBI. Just I was like, and already. it was the only it was the only RBI of the game. I was like, that's my man. Rule five <laughs> pick, the rule five. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Dan Duquette. Um, Barry Sparluga wrote an article like saying the Michael Givens would be the perfect <laughs> target for the Nets actually, just because he's not as <laughs> you know revered <laughs> as some of these other top prospects. I mean, top relievers that are coming available. But how dare you? Just. The pettiness between these two organizations oh, that never, never ever going to have a trade, which is never stupid for teams that play like what four times out of 162 every year, yeah, um, maybe six, but six. yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, but are are you guys is are you? I, I know you mentioned Jonathan Villar, Villar, yeah. got it. So that would make sense. I mean, that's um, the thing; these are all guys that were kind of brought it. Well, Villar came in in the scope. Uh, trade last year, but some of these guys like Alberto Nunez. I, I, I kind of sidebar for these are all guys that Villar. were brought in. I hate that it's pronounced not that way. I know it's not. I know that's the way you pronounce it for him. <laughs> it just bothers me every time. It's VR. I, but is it? Yes. <laughs> I can look up how to pronounce it. Right I know. <laughs> I know. Wait, did, have we just always been pronouncing Slick's name wrong? No, it's Vil- Slick's it's Villar. Okay, that's okay. Well, then is I he have, one L. I have. I have. He's two. No, he's two. two. Yeah. It's spelled exactly well, the, the same. Exact Was same. he born in the this DR? Bothers me so much. No, he's uh, his family is uh, Yeah, no, like legit Spain. VR, the Spanish VR, like virtual reality. God damn that man! Every time they say it, I'm just like VR. VR. You know what it's like being friends with him? It's like half hysterical and then half just so fearful what he's going to do to me. Not for us. Well, it's yeah, just not for you. This is you. Slick was super pleasant he, the other weekend on Uma's roof. He threatens, but he, he, never, he never does. Yeah, for the crap feast. Well, yeah, because he's scared of physical. <laughs> right. But that's like, well, more than that. I think more. Than, I think Tom, Tom could take the joke. I would not take the joke. <laughs> And that's 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 the difference. It's not the. I mean, I wouldn't like fucking hurt him. 
but I, I would be very, it would be like, yeah, I'm not talking to you for a year. Well, yeah, you, yeah. You, you wouldn't be very good on the Jackass movies. No. <laughs> no. No. Not, not, not a shot in hell. Not a shot in goddamn hell. I don't prank anyone. No one pranks me. It's fine. Dude, it's a neutral truce. I'm Switzerland. Our, Leave me the fuck alone. In our other fantasy league, we like we have rules. Like we had one rule. Like um, whoever finishes in last place has to be gets dressed up by the the champion and like yeah. all these things. And all nine of us were like, "Let's do it. Sounds great." Nope. Doesn't sound Greg. Nope. <laughs> it's not a shot in hell. I do any of that. No. <laughs> Like be a team player here. Not a, no. <laughs> so Porter. No. It's so Porter. So not in a fucking fret. I'm not here for your goddamn enjoyment. I'm not a monkey. All right. Well, then Rag's going to replace you next year. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. He'll do it. Yeah. yeah Guys, I'm eligible to, I'm a, I'll, I'll replace him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> Both of you, Benedict Arnold, you fucks. Uh, you got to be in five years at least. Wait, fuck. How long have you been? It's been five years. Seven. seven. At least for what? It's been seven. It's been seven, man. He, good for you. No, but at least for what? I he has to be shit. in, in our, what? In our other league, he's been in. I know, but you said you have to be in at least. Oh, for, to gain immunity. It was, oh, yeah, to yeah, gain immunity. You're not coming in our league. I'm <laughs> kidding. I know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll, I'll never forget when you told me that Porter wanted to play fantasy football. I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? It was it, like, no. I got my calculator. I'm ready to go. <laughs> TA 83. Plus. Just crunching the numbers real quick. For a double dose of this pimping. Um. Bobby, I have one last baseball question for you. Hour 10 mark here. Oh, boy. Um, you know Umo didn't like that movie. How high? No, no, no. Idiocracy. Oh. Oh. It's Umo. What? He didn't like Idiocracy. It's Umo. He did like Tag. Bo- it bothered me so much. <laughs> I was like, sucked. Umo, our I friendship like has been at an all-time high. I like idi- idiocracy we're, we're, we're exceeding all fucking estimates right now. It's, it's yeah. amazing. And he didn't like Idiocracy. One of my favorite <sighs> movies ever. It bothered me you so much. You flew too close to the sun. I... <laughs> the wax wings, man. Yep. God damn it. It was bound to happen. It's like it was dull. You had a nice run. I moved back. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what are, who's all right. The, who's the one who th- flew? Who's the one who Iticus. Th- Iticus. Yeah. Um, Bobby, lives. Either way, it wrong. sounds like that. Yeah. Last base. I kind of said it right. I kind of said it right. It was in my head like a Icarus. 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 Fly too close to that sun. Icarus, Fuck you, you Puerto Rico. I got the right thing. <laughs> you Icarus. Gumby. Bobby. Yes, Thomas. Last baseball question. Um, hey, Bob. So, Geraldo Pardo was signed by the Nats a few months ago. He has really injected some. Gerardo Parra. <laughs> He, he has really just made this team fun uh, with the dancing and the dugout, and now Baby Shark is his walk-up song. Uh, now, nope, nope. I don't even know who this is, and I fucking hate him. It's, it's oh, no. pretty awesome. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> his walk-up song is Baby Shark, and now like the entire nope. like all of his teammates are doing it, everyone in the nope. stands. What's that the whole thing stadium. like? Him? Nope. What? Have you been at the games when that's happened? I was there last night, and your boy dance. got on the big screen. What? <laughs> dancing, <laughs> dancing the Baby Shark. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. And nice. I couldn't tell if Megan was super proud of me or <laughs> super embarrassed. But she, she, she was proud. I'm going to go column A. She's going to go column A. She, did she <laughs> column A, slightly she column baby, B, but overpowered by column A. She yes. did a really baby version of Baby Shark. She sat down. She did the lead chart. I, I was up like, 
<laughs> full, full hips dude, and shoulders. Dude. That's Bobby's dancing. Dude, All the, hips and shoulders. The dude with the jumbotron camera was like filming like a couple who had like these stupid little shark fins on their head, like down the way. And then he saw me and just like, nope, fuck you. And I was like, shit, hope no matter what. You are me. nowhere near as happy as this man. Yeah. It, it wasn't my man Corey, was it? No, I don't think it was. He would have said something. No, because he does like produ- He doesn't do like the Nats like in stadium production. He does like, doesn't he? He does it all. Uh, I don't think it was him. He probably would have said something. I would have recognized him. Uh, this guy I has seen him around though. This yeah. guy brings dancing in the dugout, baby shark. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know much about him prior to his arrival here, but uh, he must stay for the Orioles. He was. I loved him on the Orioles. I loved. I was so jealous when you guys got him, and now I'm just so jealous. <laughs> it was. I just picture like. Geraldo and Parra, he's like, fucking good. Yeah, Para, Brian Dozier, and Bobby in like a bar somewhere, drunk and just dancing and having the best time of their lives. And also, comedy. no, no, on the count of three, who's your favorite Muppet? Who's your favorite Muppet, baby? Everybody at the same time, dancing to Calma, of course. <laughs> Calma. Hold on. Dude, it's well, he's obviously Fozzie Bear. At one point, he had like five pinch hits in he a went row. Five for five. Five yeah. for five with like five RBIs. I mean, the dude is just. Killing it. I mean, he's, but it, he's it really off the bench. It, it kind of reminds me of like when we had Mike Morris and he would bring on Take On Me and like everyone would sing yeah. that. It's kind of taken on that, but it's just everybody's doing it. Yeah. Uh, it's really fun. It's fun. It's got eight RBIs as a pinch hitter. It's pretty good. But uh, the Freddie Freeman. Like, oh, yeah. He's like, was pure gold. <laughs> like, even just like his hand yeah, like, what? on his face. Like, what the fuck is happening right now? He looked all around the stadium. <laughs> Who was it? Harry Kendrick? Yeah. Yeah. It's a baby shark. (laughs) (laughs) You know baby shark. It's like, how do you not know baby shark? How was uh, Rendon's Grand Slam in person? It was awesome. I saw it coming a mile away. Did you? As soon as he spun, I was like, God! (laughs) Uh, Then he got all of fucking that. And then he dugged in the Yeah, I missed that part because I was sitting above the dugout. And then I didn't see any good camera shots of it, which I'm a little disappointed in Madison for. But yeah, Bob got. <laughs> I, um, I digest. He, he, I mean, I normally he gets excited for home runs, but this one, like, he's like, there it goes. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he knew yeah. right away. Yeah. He did. He, I said, heard the he radio, said it was a no doubter. Yeah, I heard the radio call too. Dave Jagler had a good radio call on it too. And Rendon was interviewed. Sign on Grand, him. Uh, yeah, was interviewed today at Grant and Danny, and they're like, "Yeah, you you kind of annihilated that ball last night." He's like, "Yeah, I, I got yeah, a little bit." God, Rendon is this a man. wall scraper. He doesn't care. He doesn't, he doesn't like attention. Nope. At all. Nope. Well, too bad. He's good. He's good he, he was being interviewed last night post-game, and then he's like, I'm out. I'm and out. Just, and just, yeah, he does it all the time. Um, he hates it. I so, love that. Anyways, on to... You, you, guys aren't, you guys aren't signing him. Oh, my God. Sorry. Because now he even said, he's like, it's getting too close to it. <laughs> There's a bunch of... Like, if you're looking for a car, now I have a whole bunch of car lots to go to. Why would I want to stay at one? Because of how close it is to impending free agency, that's terrifying. Yeah, yep. He's not signing. Well, he he might he might sign in the off season, but you guys got to pay a lot. Oh more. my god, he's gonna go to the Phillies, isn't he? <laughs> I'm just gonna Dude. just fucking shoot me. Um, <laughs> or the Orioles are just going. <laughs> we'll be in the World Face Series. Face of the rebuild. Three years. I'm sure he's high. I'm sure Mike Elias. He's a good good ball player. Good. <laughs> Anthony Rendon. Baseball, baseball player, man. Player, man. Right. So um, on the last topic, and this came out uh, a few weeks ago, um, we, we talk about the Wizards often. We also know that they are the lowest on the totem pole lo- locally. It's very minimal fan base. Yes. 
there have been very few constants in our Wizards fandom, Wizards slash Bullets oh, fandom. Idea. Yep. Those two constants were Steve Buckhands and Phil Chenier. As we know, Phil Chenier um, was let go a couple of years ago. Carol Lawson came on. And, and, you know, credit to her, I thought she, I was surprised. She was, I thought she did great. She killed it. I enjoyed listening to her every day. Um, you know, she's now an assistant coach at Boston, deservedly so. Good for her. Um, I was really upset with the Phil Chenier um, firing or whatever. I, I thought that was ridiculous. But now, but now, <laughs> Steve Buckhands was fired. After 22 years as the Wizards' play-by-play um, broadcaster, and he is a DC sports staple. He was on Fox Five prior to that. He's a local guy. Went to JMU. He lives and breathes DC sports, and it's not easy calling a mediocre franchise for 22 consecutive seasons. But he did it perfectly, eloquently, and you know, came up with his own catchphrase. It was someone that I I looked forward to. You know, I feel like it was like a part of my family because he's that's one of the first things I think about. Yeah. The Wizards for they did, they fired him. Ted Leonsis didn't even have the gall balls to talk to him. And you know, Buckhans has been come out pretty like he normally such a uh, such a classy guy has come out and be like they did me wrong. Yeah, this is so messed up. Uh, that's I, one of those I, things I mean, where like if Steve Buckhans is saying you did something wrong, you probably did something you. wrong. I, I think it's time to start saying that Ted Leonsis is Thank you. not, not a great owner. He's terrible. And he's a bad owner. Mm. Now, the only person that he fired who didn't even really fire was George McPhee, right? Mm-hmm. He just didn't renew his contract. I think so. Right? Yeah. He, he just didn't renew his contract. Anyways. Ted Leonsis but is also- now fucking up everything. Well, but now, also, I don't... I think, GMBM, I like... Well, no, no, I'm saying... I think technically, this is what happened with Buckhands, too. Like, he just wasn't... That's what I'm saying. It. He doesn't fire, but he doesn't renew the contracts right. that he should be renewing. Mm-hmm. Barry Trotz, all you need to do was a million dollars. You're a billionaire. Yeah. A million dollars for somebody who just got you the Stanley Cup. Give him that. Yeah. Steve Buckhands, Phil Chenier, the best. Outside of Craig and Locker, those are, those are my two favorite. Oh, man. Yeah. I, mean, I love Buck. We said for Buck, how, how I mean, it really hurts. Like, it hurts. It, it, how do you watch Wizards games now? Like, how am I supposed to get excited to watch Wizards games next year? Yeah. How? Yeah. Without Phil telling to without, watch Troy Brown Jr. Well, those, with with some fucking randoms. Yeah. They'll say Bradley Beal. But no, the the my thing is no. I'm saying random like announcers. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Well, yeah. But that's the other thing. It's like they got. It's not like they like you know they had some really cool young announcer waiting in the wing. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, everyone likes him. Outside hire, like who the fuck is this guy? Who no one, fuck? no offense to this guy at all, because I know nothing about juice. him. But like, why <laughs> the hell would I lo- tune in to listen to him call a Wizards game? Mm-hmm. As when my beloved Steve Buckhands has got not only not here, but was done dirty, like yes. was done wrong. And like, they, this organization treated him like dog shit. Yep. Why would I now give you my money, give you views while watching this game? And no offense, again, no offense to this person Man, who's replacing him, off. but. I mean, cool. I don't know who you are. I, I mean, what rapport I mean, do you have with the team, this area? You don't have no connection to this area. Ted, you're a dick. Like, I know you're you try dick. to come up off, come off as, like, this self-righteous and pr- forward-thinking billionaire, but you're treating this fan base like shit. And you treated it like shit for 16 years under Ernie Grunfeld, and now you're treating it like shit, um, firing Steve Buckhands, who is the, the, the lifeblood of I've this, it to you, I'm pretty this sure. fan base. Yeah. No, and, I, like... 
No, you didn't. I'm just, didn't. as a Wizards fan, as a basketball fan, I'm just sick and tired of just being the, you know, the stepchild. Yeah. I mean, I, I clearly, I mean, it is clear to me that Ted just does not give the same level of attentiveness to the team, to the Wizards as he does with the Capitals. Um, I, don't, and, I don't even think he gives the right attentiveness to the Capitals. Yeah. He doesn't. And I'm then as you, you, as you mentioned, I'm then telling that you, too. I think he's just a bad owner now. Like, the only, the only reason we thought he was a good owner was because of the su- sure. success of the Capitals. Sure. How, how many uh, zeros on my paycheck? Yeah, we're doing fine. Yeah, we'll yeah, be good. It's, it's all money. It's all they ever give oh, a shit about. Monumental? Same okay, we're good. Thing. Yeah. Same, well, thing thing is, whole, same thing as Snyder. The whole thing. Doesn't they care. They revamped the whole front office for the Wizards. And it's like, oh, I mean, that's how the other teams do. Which is like, fine. Fine. But, I, I mean, it doesn't make you, I don't know. Like t- it, It's like it's like a PR move. It's like, okay, and you know, we're not bringing my buck, but we're doing this instead. Look at over here. Yes. Yes. He's, yeah. Yeah. he's comfortable being in the black. He doesn't give a shit about winning. So... Phil Chenier and so, then so that's that's, Porter, that's just, it. to kind of educate you uh, to fill you in on this. Um, Steve Buckhans been the Wizards play-by-play broadcaster for 22 straight years. He's considered one of the most respected, likable guys in the business, as I understand that. I don't think that's me being hyperbolic. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. And um, he is not employed by the Wizards. He is employed by NBC Sports Washington, the station that broadcasts the Wizards games. However. Yeah. Buckhands made it very clear following his dismissal that you know Ted's hands were involved in this and he did nothing. And the fact that Ted also owns like a majority yeah. of NBC Sports Washington. Yeah. So in addition to that, he never even made a phone call, Ted, to Buckhands saying like we're going in another direction. You know, we're um, Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Neither did his son. He heard from like his boss at NBC Sports. Yeah, it's just you don't treat people like this and you know it's it's situations it's like the leaving this. him in the dark for months. It's the not even giving him the common courtesy to talk to him face to face. Talk to this, him yourself. This man's a Hall of Famer. Like right. he he is. It, He's already in the DC Sports Hall of Fame as he should be. Like these again, the most one of the most respected people in this business, not mm-hmm. just in DC in mm-hmm. the country. Yeah, and you just. Acted like he's some Joe Schmo. Do you remember months who, ago? Who, who could be cost us chaos? Scott Van Pelt came on. Um, easily. Van Pelt went on his like his one big thing on Sports Center and just talked about how you can't do buckhands like this. Yeah. Like he is just too beloved locally. And again, I just. I think it's a very clear. I, I am. Uh, I like. I, it's a very clear statement. Like, I, I can't. I can't describe it. it. It hurts to see that and just see how upset Buck was. Buck was it's by a, it. It's a yeah, very. Because I think, should be. Because Phil t- took his dismissal very, you know, in the most magnanimous way, where he, he's just he, he's Phil Chenier and he, he's right there, and he, he's <laughs> never going to say anything too emotional or too high, too low. But Buckhands, you could see, like, just based off of his tweets and what he said on air. This really, really, like this. This got to him as it should have. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's a slap yeah. in the face. I mean, this is it's a I great think, part of his professional career is in one place, and 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 that's I can I can I can sympathize. Oh. That's that's crazy. I mean, I mean, that's that, crazy like, to me. That is his. That's his professional career. Right. Twenty two years. Yeah. DC Sports. To his. Back to the conversation about Leonsis being how, a how bad man. But, uh, what was he? Fifties, sixties. I don't know. He kind of he came up with chick, like sixty two. Did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah chick was pissed. Um, yeah, it makes sense. But back to the conversation about Ted being a bad owner. I mean, this is just a clear message that he does not care what the fan base thinks. He doesn't. He cares about no, like Porter said his his money, it's paychecks. 
I'm making zeros. Whatever. Doesn't matter. He, he does not like. Bottom line. And again, he's going to do this dog and pony show on this side. Uh, like, look six, what I did with 64. the front office. Like, we're going to bring in this guy who used to be with the Thunder and was with the Clippers, and they helped rebuild teams. So we're going to get, um, you know, and we're going to hire JT3, a local guy, and make him like a part of the, a face of the franchise now. Like, it, it's doing, it's it's twofold. It's obviously doing Steve Buckhands bad, doing him dirty, and, and being enormously disrespectful to him but then also trying to cover it up the and, blatant, and blush it under the brush it under the rug with this other monumental sports bull crap and and front office like right. we, and, like and, we won't notice and by the way you're the worst general manager in like nba history correct for 16 consecutive correct. years like is that bad I, oh, I hate him is that bad i what's that mean does that break it yes you broke the wizards <laughs> i now have such anger towards ted leontis right that i never thought like for the longest time before he bought the Wizards, I was like, he's a great owner. Just so happened he had a great GM. And he had one of the best NHL players in history. And now I'm just like, you were very fortuitous with that. And now I, I'm i starting to hate him. I'm literally starting to hate him. Let it ride. Just just like Dan Snyder and fucking Peter Angelos. I can't, I can't, I can't win. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a, a trend going here. Yeah, we have horrible sports. Billionaires are dicks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. There's actually a legitimate claim that they're all sociopaths, but that's like neither here nor there. Well, I mean, I'm not going to disagree. I'll start the term paper tonight. All right. (laughs) So we're at the hour 25 minute mark, guys. I think we're doing pretty good. Uh, you know what? I think we are too. Actually. I'm very excited about I'm it. I haven't had to say shit once because I thought it was going to be way worse. I'm like, we're doing uh, pretty, 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 pretty good. <laughs> um, when Porter doesn't have to say anything, that means we're doing yeah. well. Well, it's, right. it's 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 been a while. I'm not going to say shit. So, so we get past there. two He'll hours, I'm going to be fucking pissed. So today's well, then you go to your fucking room. Yeah. I have <laughs> tonight's. I have a cigar to smoke. Tonight's rotten Gregory's. Is about Bobby and I. I'm so excited. So <laughs> because there are two shows I love so much, I'd like to interject just a little bit. Uh, Tom being the most newest, but love it just as much, and I'm glad you jumped on it. This yes, is, this is exciting. New girl. Yes, um, Wait, I got a new, new girl. New girl. I just <laughs> what? 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 What now? Just what? I just finished season. Youths. Just finished one. <laughs> season one. Two. Two. Season one. What? Oh, I thought you were two in. fucking love Schmidt so much. <laughs> God, he's so good. Because he's Paul Goldschmidt's he's fucking so, cousin. He's so good. He's so good. And I'm having Indian every night. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual innuendo. God, All right, setting the scene. She's she's quite pretty. This is Tom's first time watching New Girl, and you're only through season one. Yeah. I oh, just, you have so you much have. more to watch. He was on vacation for like a month. <sighs> I, I, know, I started it last week. No, you oh, didn't. No. no, you did not. You started it before Puerto Rico. No, no I didn't. you definitely didn't. started it before that. You have not been yes, watching it for been, a this week. This is documented. Yeah. For a week. We've been talking about this for more than a week. More than a week. Well, it was after Puerto Rico. Well, it was before. No, it had because I watched New Girl in Puerto Rico and I went after you. And the only reason I watched it is because everybody was talking been about more it. Than a week. It's definitely well, been more uh, than a week. Okay, it's been more than a week, but it was after Puerto Rico. That I know. That, okay, maybe after well, I went to Puerto Rico a month ago. This is neither here nor there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> you're only through season one. Which yes. Like, I'm so excited for you because there's so much more. I'm so many good that. quotes that are coming your way. It's amazing. Well, it's so. Hear me out on this so comp, good. and I know I said this when I when I like immediately watched it. It's a better version of How I Met Your Mother. Now, it loosely based. 
Now, let me explain. Barney is from How I Met Your Mother. Barney, I'm I'm just doing they're, I got to look at you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're trying to share like the last like, sip of world rum. Over here. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So Barney was the comic relief. He was the player. He was the, he was the pimp. So <laughs> on and so forth. If you're not going to yeah, use yeah. the eyes. And I feel like Jesus Christ. He's Sch- Schmidt is yeah. his version of Barney. Sure. Just unapologetically himself. Yep. Um, I mean, uh, uh, Nick is kind of uh, um, an infinitely times better version of Ted Mosby. Okay. Who is, you Fuck know, Ted. some kind of, Ted's some way looking for love at some point when it's really right under his nose oh. yep. the entire time. And then Robin is like uh, Jess. Okay. Where yeah, yeah. one of the guys, goofy and again, kind of unique to herself. But yeah, yeah. again, these are all just loose comparisons quick sidebar ted mosby is is whatever writers looked at ross from the friends and was like how can we make him more a bitch don't yeah dis- don't disrespect ross like that exactly comparing him but to that's what ted i'm saying they were like how can we make him more pathetic God, I hate am, ted mosby. am i am i off base in this, this i see where coming I, I, okay, I, I don't Schmidt, I, i'll give you i feel like you can make Comparisons to literally any show that's like this model. Oh, they were influenced by right that they're the influence of which they can have the characters. True, true, true. Because I true. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It it's I I can see that I honestly, and I, I'm a little reserved in saying this, but because I think I'm a little too close to it, because I fucking fell in love with this show hard over the last month and a half. Because uh, I, I started it just before you. This isn't your first watch, is it? It's this my is. first watch. Oh yeah. damn! Yes, this is that's that why started. I was like, fucking yes, rookies. That's Jesus why I was Christ. like, yes. Where have you guys been the past eight years? Uh, divorced. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Double check. <laughs> Forever. Okay, so where's Letter Kenny come from? <laughs> Divorce. Like, double check. This is a couple show. No, it is not. This is just a good show. Well, now I know that. <laughs> I didn't know that before. Are you there's, are, there is no are way. You, are you watching it with Danielle? Okay, okay, okay. Danielle's already watching it. Because she's smart. There is no way from seeing the trailers or the promos or any part of this show that makes you think that to me, I I thought this. I thought New Girl was a chick show. The bloggers have been on New Girl since day fucking. I understand one. <laughs> that. I understand. I was wrong. I'm saying okay, my I, immediate I, I, yeah, impression yeah, 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 from yeah. this was like uh, this is uh, uh, Gilmore Girls, which also is a fantastic show. It's a fucking it show. Again, again, on Gilmore Girls since day fucking one. Again. Again, my point Danielle's from first from first look. <laughs> talking about new girl. She likes, she from, likes more girls. from first look, it did not seem like something Porter should be watching. And then I started seeing it on the internet. I was like, "Oh my god, these guys are quoting some funny ass shit here. This is great." And season one blew me away. Like one of the few shows ever in history where yeah. the first season comes into its own immediately. There's yeah. no, See, no there's we, no ramp up. There's no nothing. Like the first season was amazing. I love the first season. I think it gets. I there think were so like many most, moments I was laughing yeah, my ass off. First season is amazing, but I still think it gets better. Oh, oh so yeah, better. but that's that, that's, but that's the best what part. I mean. Oh, dude, it, it, oh, it gets because I came into it like that's right, why I'm, let's that's find why I'm out. shocked. And I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking great. Yeah, yeah. 
But that's but that's why. I, and that is actually, you know what I I'm actually in full agreement with you on that yeah. one because I didn't I didn't watch it for that pretty much exact same reason. Thank you, thank then, you. But I'm I, not but, insane. But I didn't watch it because I was it was a couple show. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, I watched it because. All right, so wait, how I far are you Zero then? If this is your first time watching. I finished it. Oh, thank fuck. I I blew you know through what? that so quickly. You're farther past me now because I I, I stopped watching it. I six. finished it. I just rewatched or I just watched six. Six is so good. It's good, and then, but it starts to annoy me. I think six is the and most then, quotable, though. And then like, it has seven, so I, I got through three episodes. I was like, they're I, just trying I, to finish I, it. I, I fucking, hit, I know. They're just trying to tie the bow. But I've already been, like, yeah. I've already been so far, like, away. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Okay. All right. I already know I, what I happens, the good things. which is kind of, it doesn't delayed. matter. It doesn't I, know. matter. It doesn't I, matter. Matter. I promise it doesn't no, matter. No, I, and I, not even the, a little bit. The comedic factor and the plot line doesn't, doesn't matter. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. And it's, it's not the kind. Of, it's it's one of those shows that I feel like I could watch it at any point and Correct. still laugh. Correct. Correct. Um, there are yes. there are multiple multiple moments where I've woken Daniela up because I'm laughing so hard. Yes. It's fucking hysterical. Um, like it's I, laugh out loud funny. It really yes. is. It's it's lol. Yeah, where, it's right up there with Brooklyn Nine Nine where you can just turn uh, it on and have I, I, a I like great put, time I, with I, any. I like this more than Brooklyn. Well, that's Nine-Nine. what I mean. It's like yeah, yeah. It, No matter when you put it on, it you could you could fucking random generator sure. pick an episode. Yep. It's gonna be funny. Parks yeah. and Rec was like that. For That's me. why, right? Yeah, exactly. Hope was watching it because I think she started either right before or right after you did, and I was like, "Oh, this is just hysterical." Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Hope and I bonded over New Girl. It was great. I got I got her a, a Zaniacs uh, t shirt for her birthday. Not not to not to make it not to sound sexist too, but I, I think Jess is hysterical. Where a lot of shows yes. that we watch, there's always just like the wet blanket annoying female, which is. No, the the writer the writer gross miscalculation. The perfect. She and, is and she is fantastic. She's hilarious. She I, plays that role perfectly. I kind of feel bad because I feel like she's like Phoebe. Like, how are you going to get away from it? Because Phoebe's always been well. She uh, kind of uh, yeah. uh, Lisa Lisa Kudrow has yeah, always yeah. been well, Phoebe from the Friends. Well, she's never been able to get away with she it. Well, she's in, gone the opposite. She was yeah. in movies prior to yep. this. It's usually yeah, that, she was that's in, how she got this. She was in Elf, Five Hundred Days of Summer, right? Mm-hmm. But. She, but now she is Jess. Yeah. But that's, that, Her that's, that's what I mean. Bones. But she, bones. But she yeah, that's crazy. amazing. Amazing. Uh, but bones, I love Jess. Phenomenal so show. many. Oh, my God. All right. So what are your favorite? Tom, you, you got to just give First us, season down. What's up? First season down. What's what's favorite Well, moments, immediately favorite, just the, favorite characters. The Schmidt is hysterical as, as yes. well established. I mean, within the first episode, the douchebag jar <laughs> yeah. just absolutely jar. kills me. <laughs> the douche jar. And it lasts. And just seeing how. I put my. I put my uh, fucking what's it? Uh, God damn it, charcuterie? No, not, not the chutney. chutney. I put my chutney, and back in the row it goes. <laughs> um, so good. Every time Nick tries to, I can't find my driving to, uh, anywhere. <laughs> uh, every time Nick, um, the shoulder un- unclogs the uh, yes. sink, I lose it. <laughs> I lose it every time. Um, Hang on a second. Um, the. Ah! I, I saw the the famous episode where the famous gif where Schmidt's gagging is because he found finds out that Nick has been using his towel the entire time. Yes, um, <laughs> it's a towel. Would, why would I use a damp towel? <laughs> you don't wash towel. Towel, towel, towel wash me. <laughs> Lost it. Lost it. I I, I was, was in my apartment laughing my ass off. I I, I like through the whole time was Snapchatting Ian. Uh, like segments of shows, just like shaking the phone, giggling <laughs> from playing it back. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm 
<laughs> when Schmidt, wait, wait, this is season one too, right? When he's, uh, when like he's hiding from someone and he's like hiding behind the couch and he, he's pretending to be like a foreign exchange student. He's like, oh, oh, oh hello. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, a couple more Schmidt. Uh, things that killed me was everyone has seen Nick's penis besides him <laughs> and he keeps trying and it kills me and then the season finale where Jess um, they see the coyote and Jess is just starts going Mimi like from Wild E. Coyote, coyote. I don't know it's just it's a great show it's so good it's it's really good um, yeah I'm similar to what they've said I don't know what took me long took me so long but um, I, I don't binge as successfully as these two and you as well um i have significantly less responsibility i, I watch <laughs> well since I, you I, have a roommate <laughs> yeah i i i watch baseball every night yeah so, so then that kind of you watch your seven to eleven is pretty much filled for i don't <laughs> sleep there's that that's show. true too yeah i'm probably neither how fuck i'm gonna right. go watch season one episode i know I, and now i'm thinking about it too but i'm gonna go watch the boys but I, mm, I'm telling you, very excited. Fucking watch it. It's I'm amazing. We'll talk about that at later. Yep. <laughs> but who are your favorite characters? Because for me, I go. Don't. Oh, it doesn't. We're not going to no, spoil no. anything. Go ahead. You know, I was going to say, don't spoil anything, but like, it's nothing. Oh, no, it's, go just, ahead, go, it's, go, just, go. it's just favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. Who are your favorite characters in order? Easily. Easily. You could do it easily. I cannot. Well, now, we'll, 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 now I'm a little. Now I'm a little nervous. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking youths. Schmidt is way up. As, as far as quotes go for the show, Schmidt is fucking phenomenal, right? Uh, what's his name? And it's eluding me now and it's pissing me off. God damn it. He doesn't even watch the show. He doesn't watch the show. <laughs> he doesn't watch the show. What? what? He's been I watching. Hate you guys. <laughs> he's been watching How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, he's been watching the wrong show the entire time. He doesn't even know the goddamn. It's Doogie Hauser. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yes. I can tell you who I don't like, and I know Ian is on the same page as me, is Coach. I like Coach. I, he was only in one episode. He comes back. Don't worry, he comes back. He comes back. I, like I actually like I love the way Damian Williams talks. I fucking hate it. Okay. That's, that's like, that's my, I hate it. Coach. And when he tries to yell at people to, to don't, fire them. Don't, don't, don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it infuriates me. It's, uh, I think, he, I think he's, I will say of the dudes, he's definitely last because yes. he's not there as often. No, I I think the the between Nick and Schmidt, they're. Did you just look up Nick? No, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't remember Nick's name? I could not. I could have sworn you were trying you. to figure out Winston's name. I so did I. Are you kidding me? Could, you for the life Nick? of me, I was trying to be like you were trying Nick. to think of Nick. It's like his N. How do I not know N names? What is N <laughs> N N oh, Nick? Boy, that I've had a lot of conversations. Whiskey. Correct. Uh, rum, actually. Rum, rum, and Trulies. But yes, <laughs> Nick. Between the two of them, I what I what I loved doing while I was watching it. I swear to God, I did. I know. I couldn't help it. I was like, oh my god. Uh, between like, if I if we could put our personalities into characters, right? So I don't think any of us are all one. You're right. I think they're multiples of each. Yeah. I mean, I'm Nick, and Hope is. Jess, you're you're not all Nick. I'm not all Nick. You're not all Nick. Yeah, I think you're. I don't have two dollars in my bank account. Are <laughs> <laughs> his credit scores lower than his social security that number? Was, I don't. I don't keep my. That was an my, amazing episode. My money in a paper bag. 
Like I was like Ian's Cashmere? Ian's Ian's a mix of, and I know you don't like him, but Ian's a mix of Coach and Nick, but Coach only because of see it. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and Tom, uh, definitely uh, uh, Wilson and Smith. Winston. Who the Winston fuck is Wilson? <laughs> did you watch the show? I did. I also, who's Schmidt? Schmidt. 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 Those are words. Those are words. You guys fed me all this the alcohol. What's going on? Yeah, I'm sure. How dare I you? Think, I think Porter's drunk. I might be. Dare I say? I might be. I'm gonna Doth stop talking. I'm gonna stop talking for a little bit. That's probably don't good. do that. Bob, go ahead. Who am I? Huh? Who am I then? Adorable. Who are you? Uh, Adorable. Nice. You're Ferguson. I'm Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that joke yet. You'll get there. You'll get there. Bob, if there were ever oh a character God, on television, so, Bobby is Ferguson. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, Porter, you just made up for every yeah, drunk thing you just said. Yeah. I told you I'm drunk. You just saved your I don't ass. remember names. Oh Only faces. God. You should have seen the eyes you gave me to. Like, you're Ferguson. You're Ferguson. <laughs> you're Ferguson. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll take Ferguson yeah. for sure. Oh, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> Uh, you haven't met Ferguson yet either. Damn. No, man. Ferguson is like in like season four, season four, three, three. three. As, as like I, I know you're like jealous that I'm about to experience this. Oh, I love it. But I'm I so am also I'm so equally and probably more so jealous for what you're about to experience. Now you're about to go into season three of The Wire. Yes. So what I, are you? That's my Ryan Gregory's. Is I'm now two seasons down with The Wire. All right. So. Which is like big PMIC breaking news, by the way. Yes. Yeah, we're, I see, we're I see what you did there, Thomas. Yes. <laughs> see what you did there. So goddamn it. Transitions. <laughs> Transitions. So uh, one of the things that uh, I, I will talk about the wire till I'm blue in the face, but I think the show just has stood the test of time just because of where we're at, we, where we are at today in the society, especially what's coming out about Baltimore you know, recently. Oh, fucking and, Jesus. And um, anyways, it's just... And the parallels to it, still to this day, and this show was yeah. taken, was filmed twenty over twenty Nothing's years ago, changed. and it's just, um, it really speaks to the writing and the how amazingly talented all the actors and actresses were in this show. Yeah, it's uh, you know seeing where Michael B. Jordan got his start. Um, so, um, Bobby, what are your, give me your two cents as of, at the moment. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Well, so here's the thing. I'm okay again. I'm only two seasons in. It's it's awesome, like knowing Baltimore pretty well, and then mm-hmm. watching it, and yep. then be like, yeah, we're down over on Cross Street Market, or oh, like, yeah, just going down the yard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love like <laughs> that's my, actually my. I'll get to my criticisms later, but like it's just cool being like I know this because like you know whenever you watch like other shows that like in New York or like Boston, L.A. is like I don't mm-hmm. know these fucking places like. It sounds made up, and it's like, oh, they're not making. I know I, exactly where this there's is. A, real. There was a book they're that was shot on location was, too. Was written last summer about the wire, and it's basically just like an oral history about it. And um, Bubbles, Bubbles, it was one of the best characters. God, yeah. Love Bubbles, awesome McNutty. Her, um, her name Bubbles. And he said, <laughs> "The Wire's main character. What, what's amazing about the Wire? There wasn't a main character, but also really, its main character is Baltimore." Yes. Yeah. And 100%. The reason season 2 th- there's a lot of complaints about it because it switches dynamics. It goes from like the the streets uh, of it, it becomes a racial thing where it's like these which is black, black drug dealers that are you know these two rival 
gangs, if yeah, you will, and, East, and, East, and, West, and what it which are very what real it's things. doing to their youth and right. and their users and so on and so forth. And then they switch gears and go to the predominantly white working class dock workers. Yeah. And um, the reason why they did that is because they David Simon goes this isn't just about you know, disenfranchised young black right. youth in Baltimore. This right. is about a city as a whole where everyone is being affected in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And season two was was an absolute necessity. And it was actually uh, Omar, for example, uh, Michael Williams, Michael K. Williams, who is yeah. also an amazing actor. And the fact that they, 20 years ago, where when homosexuality was not treated like the way it is today, where the the... Series badass Robin Hood type figure was I a love it. black gay man. Right. Yeah. It, right. It, it's incredible. And he was just like, every single time he came on on screen, you're like, here you go. Omar yeah. coming. Yes. Yeah. Omar coming. Here it comes. Omar coming. And uh, David, David Simon's a fucking genius. And Michael Williams said, like, he goes, I was pissed. Like, I, I was coming off all of this momentum from season one. And then season two, they basically cut me out. And, and David Simon goes, we need to show that it's more than just. Yeah. Just some drug, you know, Ridden. bad guy David, versus good guy. David, David Simon was a beat writer for the for yeah, the yeah. Baltimore Sun for, yeah, he was for a, a very reporter. long time, yeah. and he's he's written a number of books. He's also been involved in a a lot. A, he has either a friendship or a very good partnership with HBO because he's been a part of a number of projects, mm-hmm. including Generation Kill, The Wire, oh, Trim, Trim, uh, yeah. He oh. he's he's fucking phenomenal, mm-hmm. uh, and I and I I uh, watching interviews with him about there there are courses on criminal criminology and criminal justice on the based wire. on the wire because of yes. the truth telling and what it it shows mm-hmm. and kind of not not a failed states the wrong word but I don't have a adjective or a, or a better synonym to be able to describe it. It was a broken just how system. Baltimore. And is it reacts and involves, and I think the the course or the the history of of, of the wire and the the why it's so great is because it goes from point to point, like traveling a map as to yes. this is fucked up, this is fucked up, this is fucked up, and this is fucked up. One hundred. The reason why they're all interconnected is because of this centralized idea, which is what the reason why the wire is so powerful is because the the seasons go from interaction from group to group mm-hmm. and they seem so far apart from each other They're of like connected. why are we talking about this yeah. why why does this make sense but all of them touch each other on so many different levels on so many different areas in which that are are powerful that it makes the show so and, fucking and amazing why yeah. that should be appreciated even more is because you just described game of thrones Game in real in the, real life, the, how all these people interact with each other and why all of it is important is is that it's 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 phenomenal. Did the I, show did living in Baltimore ch- kind of make you appreciate the wire even more? Seeing so? it, yeah, one hundred percent. I bet seeing it in real life, yeah, one hundred percent. It it makes it makes. I mean, having an appreciation. I've, I've I've always loved Baltimore. I've always loved visiting there, and I think it's a great city, and I and I'm glad to to live there. But it has its own problems, and you see it every day, and it's it's tough. Um, and you have to kind of keep your head on a swivel with some shit, but um, I think not so much watching the wire makes me like you know like it it, it it's it's kind of fun to see things from the wire and then see it in real life later on, like be like oh I remember this this is my point of memory to to a to a point or or city or a, a 
you know, thing about Baltimore, but it's Baltimore is one of these weird places where it it could it could it could be a, an amazing city on the East Coast and it has the potential to do so. It's just so failed on so many different levels between education, politics, police, uh, zoning. I mean, y- you name it. It's just it's just kind of screwed and I think uh, Uma and I have talked about this multiple times is that the only thing that is keeping Baltimore from becoming Detroit is the port and the railroad system mm-hmm. and the amount of of goods and and services that come through there that are are kind of keeping the rest of it alive. But to be honest, it's it's been it's I don't think it's a secret that it's been limping along for a long time. And what the wire did really great is to showcase that mm-hmm. as it's a living city that is trying to get by with normal everyday people, and then you know all of this happens. So there was a misconception with the new girl about it being a couple show or you know something. Uh, Girl show? I, I don't know what to call it. Yeah, that was my the, misconception. The, the misconception. I don't know if everybody remember from twenty yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, the, oh, the, the crackle. The <laughs> the misconception of the wire. It's a cop show. It is no, not a cop show. No, it's it's um, a drama. It's a human piece. It, it absolutely is, and, um, and you fall in love with the characters, even the bad ones, even even the, bad even ones. the worst ones, man, that are just the worst human beings on the planet. You feel for them, which is what makes it a great mm-hmm. show. You're just like I can completely understand why you're doing what you're doing, even though you're garbage and it was just and seeing what they did from a bigger picture and because right now bobby you just finished on the docks which right. is typically greeted like with the most it's it, weird to come it, from it, season one to two though yeah people don't like season two very much it it, it changes directions but I think it's what Porter just said helps a lot because like I'm, i was gonna say one of my biggest criticisms and again i'm only going on two seasons here but it's like okay we just spent so much time in season one like falling in love with characters on both sides yeah. like the I wanted Omar in like every the, scene. The cops yeah. and and the drug lords. Like I love Avon Barksdale. Yeah, yeah. I think so he's do a I. great character, and yeah. I, and I like the way he plays the game. Like he's like, yeah, I'm a thug, but I also like I, I respect. I, like, I, I respect I am a suit people. wearing. Right. So yeah. So it was like, gangster, and then we go to season two, and oh, we're what? all on the docks, and and like you know before the season starts, like David Simon like does this whole thing, like like previewing season two, like we needed to show that Baltimore is not just you know black drug crime like right. or white collar white it's everybody yeah it's everybody it's it does it's and it's not just that's, drugs but that's not the identity is it? right it's not just west baltimore it's not just east baltimore it is baltimore and so we're still so even though like the main crime is the docks and what's going on there like we're still following the barksdale organization and they right. don't really make any big strides in season two so it's no. like what are we doing here but then what Tapura just said is like well, each season is a different section, and either, and then you kind of realize they're all connected, like one affects the other. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That makes more sense moving forward now because sure, right. like, I think the biggest was like, how do we get to season two? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like True Detective where like they're completely different entities. Although now we realize that somehow these seasons might be connected as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is all the same character, same storyline. But we're like kind of drifting away from where we originally were. Why do you spend so much time on this part, and then now for the second season, we're not even really going to touch on that mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it's, i'm interested in moving forward would, and would, how it, it all connects. would it would it be ruining if i described what the seasons were and why they're connected i know season four is the schools yes which is would it so so good uh, i don't know what no. season three is no season three so, is i know season three is the most as like it's the best it's the best everyone says it's the best it's in my i know opinion, season two everyone says is probably the worst even though 
Megan likes it, and I liked it. I, I, I mean, I, I still loved it. I liked it's it. all the, comparatively speaking. All yeah, right. And, but again, I'm going off. I think season one was better. Stupid mm-hmm. white people. White people are so stupid. I think season one was better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I still like season two a lot. I think season one was better because, again, like I... I also fell in love with these characters, and then in season two, I didn't get enough of the, like. I also like the, the period piece of it, like seeing people with pagers. Like I remember that. I, right, I remember with those cheap like, cell phones McNulty and, and know baggy how, clothes. McNulty doesn't and, and know what a text like, message is. It's yeah. like what the hell? The, the focus. The also, fo- seeing all the Terrapin championship gear everywhere was <laughs> awesome. There's <laughs> a the focus will always and and be for the, for that show of just the the, the be all end all of what runs and what is always the detriment of the problem of Baltimore is drugs mm-hmm. and how that interjects. So the, the the city of Baltimore and why everything is a problem is because of drugs, introducing East and West Baltimore, introducing in the second season how drugs are introduced into Baltimore, which just not more than probably three weeks ago, they just had a, a big drug bust of over 300, 500 pounds of fucking cocaine coming through. Um, in uh, a container full of beach chairs, um, and and going yeah, into Me- yeah, Megan has been talking about this too. Yeah, it it it, it all funnels into each other. It goes into the it, it establishes the main rival gangs. It establishes how drugs are coming in. It establishes the fight between them. How that affects children. How the government has been lacking. How the police department has been lacking. How all of that kind of plays into it. Into not only corruption. Uh, 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 lack of accountability like it it sets the stage here's the problem here's what it is here's how it affects everything else and here's how they affect each other and that's why the wire is so amazing as a story when you're going from season to season is that you're seeing the effects of what you fell in love with the season before now playing into these new characters that you're now falling in love with to uh, continue that storyline going forward and they played it perfectly. And I just lost the bet. And they ended it. Yep. Um, Bobby, we, we kind of ended on favorite characters. Um, you said some complaints, characters. What are your, some? My biggest complaint was like the weird, like, seemed disconnect between season one and two. Sure. I mean, there was obviously. obviously a no, I, I was I was confused by that at the time, uh, too. Favorite characters. I mean, McNulty's hilarious. McNulty is awesome. Um, Omar's great. I, lo- I really like Avon too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Avon. Stringer's good. I think I like Stringer because it's Idris Elba. Elba. Yeah, it's where he got his start too. Right. You're gonna. Mm, I can't wait for you to watch season three. He's uh, always gonna be Stringer Bell for me. God damn. Um, so uh, Michael B. Jordan's character I thought was was awesome. Um, Wallace. Uh, D'Angelo Barksdale I think is a great character. Yeah. Um, Which I was like, I can't believe that they there. Can. There's one g- funny story about uh, Bubbles, Bubbles, who is also just a, another amazing character is he was um a method actor yeah and he was just um in between scenes he was sitting on a bench in baltimore and he was in his you know homeless attire and so on Mm -hmm. and so forth and he was so good at playing a junkie that a junkie of baltimore goes hey they're putting out new testers in 10 minutes like come this way yeah that happened to him a couple times and um it just uh, it just speaks to the the level of acting of it. Is also just the again, just as we've mentioned, the setting that um, really was the central key to the show as as a whole. I know? really like. Uh, I well, I liked Frank Zabatka. Yep, as you should. Um, hold on, I'm trying to Umo have a story. Not. 
He was a union guy. Umo <laughs> <laughs> fucking hated that guy. He, like he, he watched that fucking pounding his pillow watching that. That's not how capitalism works. <laughs> um, you know, Omar. I, you, Umo. I, I think Omar is one of the best characters in television history. Uh, it, it's yeah. I mean, how could you not just love that guy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who doesn't like Omar? Uh, no. Yeah, no. Really? No, no, he likes Omar. No. We'll tell you later. I'm looking for something else. Hold on. Who's the big dude in the... Bunk is my favorite character. Bunk. Um, big white Bunk. dude. So good with his cigars. Yeah. He's your favorite. He is my favorite. He's hysterical. Um, the scene where he takes a woman home and gets shit-faced and yeah. he burns it like his, his clothes, clothes and he's in a... <laughs> <laughs> He's asking McNulty if he smells like something. What's um? Oh, uh, God damn it! The big guy? Yeah, the big white guy. <sighs> what's the big name? white guy? Oh, what's, um, what's the what's the, what's the main? No. What's the Not what's bald. the main corner boy? Oh, Bodie. 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 I like Bodie. Fucking love Bodie. He he probably doesn't like Bodie yet. God, Bodie kind of sucked I, at first. No, I, I kind of like Bodie. Fucking love Bodie. God, I felt for him so much. I like Bodie much. and Poot. I I I I loved him. He he was he was a great fucking character. Ah, shit, not that one. Police of the wire. Are you, because Herc is the the big white cop. Is that if that's what you're thinking, or are you thinking of the fat guy? No, the fat Rawls. No, uh, that's not Ra- no, Delaney. Rawls is, is it Delaney? He messes up with the um, not the camera. No, with the with the the thirteen girl, <laughs> the fourteen girls. He messes up because he gets like a clue, but he doesn't report or anything. And he's like, yeah, my bad. Anyways, my dad went to high school with him. Oh, oh, really? Um, the and, actor and or the guy? The actor. Okay. And the little br- and lo- his little brother was in my dad's class. Apparently a super nice guy and hell of a bowler. Nice. Interesting. Can't All right. So, so uh, oh, Bobby, buckle up because, again, I think you're in for mm, you're some of the best television three. history. Yeah, gonna apparently. love fucking season three. I'm going to fuck this shit. Okay. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, you the you know the, the game is the game. Yeah, and I can't believe I'm already like almost halfway through. Yep, we are at the uh, <laughs> halfway two hour we're so, mark. We're so close. Um, we're so close. so close. So we got. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll be back next week. I think we'll. Be, I think we'll be back next couple weeks. Hopefully the uh, all right. All hopefully right, the right, bullpen right. will be fixed and. Um, you know, we always want to do a fantasy football preview show, but it's also hard because we don't want to divulge our strategies. So hopefully yeah, we, we, did that, we did that last time. And I, I, shit. I don't hopefully know. we could figure <laughs> I mean, something I, out. I liked it. We were all we were li- we were live podcasting and yeah, we should have drafting. We should on the the draft draft. Yeah, know. that would have been good. On, that on actually the... would have been. Good. Yeah, that would have been a good radio. Um, all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Joke's on you guys, we were recording the whole time. <laughs> all right, Bob, we're gonna need about three more minutes. Three more minutes. <laughs> are we just talking? All right. So, new girl. <laughs> Um, thanks everyone for listening again. Sorry for the month long, actually more than month long hiatus. Um, you can find put me in coach podcast on my fault, Spotify, Apple podcast, SoundCloud, and Google play. You can also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PMIC podcast. Give us a follow and subscribe and spread the word at Bobby underscore Blanco for me at Tom underscore Natalie for Tom at Ian underscore Foster 21. Give the man a follow and follow and like all his tweets so it's not just me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and at Mark Campbell. Mar- hey, and Mark Campbell. Hey. And Mark no Campbell. Big deal. At uh, Porter thinks I'm Ferguson for Porter on <laughs> Twitter. For Greg, Ian. Porterstats.org. 
Porter.org. Don't forget the org. I can't afford the .com. For Porter, Ian, and Why Tom, I'm Bob. We'll catch you next time. Night. Bye-bye. My watch is ended. This has been Put Me In Coach Podcast. Squeeze!